nobody likes you, DJ. Like, nobody. Not even the people in your background. Not even your mommy. And not even your daddy. Like I always oh. bought tickets at the door. Maybe they were putting more people in there. Maybe maybe this is a fake number. Super no vacancy. Like, let yeah. me stand. I, I, you look at the shows on IWTV, there's room to stand. One of the best times of my life was watching one of those shows standing. Because I get to give fucking Nate Webb a, pi- a piggyback ride. And if I had had a chair, I would not have been able to do that. So, whatever, Dreamwave. Yeah. Sell me some stand... Sell me... I'll pay, you know, 15. 10. I'll pay 10. <laughs> 10 for a standing room only at the Knights of Columbus Hall to sell. Um, book it. Um, okay, you want to do the show? Are you ready? Yeah, let's, okay. uh, let's take care of business. Okay, well, welcome to Wrestling is Gross. My name is Bucky. My name is Siobhan. Okay, we are recording. Okay, good. I, uh... Hi, how you doing? <laughs> I'm doing o- I'm doing okay. How are you? I'm also, I'm also okay. I'm fine, and, and you are also fine. Um, well, that's good. We're, uh... We, we, we struggled to uh, find our next episode um, after the Grossies, which I think was a rousing success. Um, the reviews are in. It's, everyone loves the Grossies. Um, ratings were really high. Everybody said that Jimmy Kimmel did a great job. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and it, I, I don't know. If you, you don't listen to the show yourself, I don't think, anymore or ever. Um, but it's a good episode. I listened to it myself. It's a, it's, a fine, it's a fine display of what we do. Yeah. Um, this is episode 92. Is that right? Hell yeah. 92. Um, and it's, I guess it's high time we do return to one of the topics that is sort of the, the core of the show. Um, the very first episode of this show begins with us talking about CZW. And uh, they celebrated their 25th anniversary, right? Yeah. I guess what was technically the 25th anniversary? Oh, I was going to hear. I was going to do this. And I'm going to play it. And I was going to, I wrote down the lyrics too. But we'll do that in a little bit. Uh, what is it? Is it the, um, the 11th or is it the 13th? What was the actual anniversary? What's the first card? I think he says your blood, the prize, the vibe. And then he says lots of Nazis, lots of vibes. They come to battle on this night. And then it says ring of fear, fear in the Lord. I swear I believe in the Lord. It's an insane theme. So, Who's it by? Who wrote this song? No, go ahead. What's the first show? CCW opening night. Opening night. February 13th, 1999. Okay. Okay, 13th? Okay, there we go. We're just just shy of it. Or just, we're just past it, rather. Um, I'm gonna... How loud is that? Is it still good for vibes? Yeah. An eye for an an eye for a guy to live is to die. (laughs) 
way of the law once again czw uh it's a ridiculous song and i don't think we've ever been able to track down who who is there a credited band do you know I don't know. I don't know who. Theme song. I just. Hmm. It's Band. fascinating, right? It doesn't feel like. It just says by CZW. Who performed? All right, here's a Reddit thread. Um. Yeah, no one knows. This guy's just linked to the original, and he doesn't. He just says, "Here you go, mate." <laughs> and it's just uh. Body. Oh. And here's it's a video of sorry. Uh, it's a video of uh, John Moxley playing it. Uh, singing it outside the ECW arena, which is a pretty famous With, video. With uh, Rich Swan on guitar. With Rich Swan on guitar, yes. Yeah. <laughs> and a, I believe an ICP hoodie. Um, it's still playing. It's just the best. Um, prepare for war. It's 25 years, kind of. There's some years that were kind of off. Do yeah. they do they run a show at all in in 2021? I don't know. They, I mean, are they running at all now? They're Honestly, now. yeah, just, nobody cares. Nobody cares. So. And what is it? And it's in Maryland. And they they did Tournament of Death last year, and it stunk. Um, at least I didn't like it. It had like Judge Joe Dredd from XPW and Big F and Joe also from XPW. The two the two Joes, <laughs> and they wrestled in a match where they like talked about XPW on commentary a lot during it. And it was just like, man, what the fuck is this? <laughs> You should never be talking about XPW and CZW unless about it's about how much it sucks. Yeah, and bad. you know, even when you're like a commentator, a commentator for an XPW show, those guys don't stay on the topic very well either. So they don't even yeah. talk about XPW while commentating an XPW show. Um, I don't know what they're doing. That, that Larry got in trouble again for saying some crazy stuff. <laughs> Did uh, you see that clip? No, I didn't. It was that guy. Who was that guy from? Uh, who beat up, uh, he was in the Texas Deathmatch Tournament, the big, tall, it was like the Remedy. The Remedy? So yeah. it was the Remedy versus Masada, and Larry Legend was saying some, like, crazy, some crazy uh, racist shit. <laughs> Woo! Yeah, I don't know, and it's, it's, uh, it's good times over there. I, I, you know, I skipped that match when I watched that show. Great show. I didn't watch the Remedy versus Masada, um, but, you know, Mickey versus Tessa Blanchard. Excellent, excellent. Um, but Combat Zone Wrestling, it's near and dear to our hearts. Is it the first deathmatch promotion you ever saw? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. It's a lot of people's first, I think. Like, a lot of the old viral clips were them, you know? Like, one way or another, that, that's often one of the first things you see. Um, and so we got a, a smattering, um, although this is all stuff from the 2000s. <laughs> It's uh, all from the 2000s. Some of these were people who were power players in 99, though we are not taking it back to 99, in part because 99 is, it's not that good. It's embryonic. Oh, is that, that's, that's the take it back to 1999, isn't that what they used to say? Yeah. Yeah, that's funny. Um, yeah, the, the Bad Wrestling Podcast, right? <laughs> uh, the, the stuff from the 2010s is great but it's better covered on a show like that more often than not although there's plenty of good stuff from czw that happened after the year 2009 mm -hmm. um plenty of it uh tremont you know big deal um speaking of the big deals <laughs> big effing deals the big effing deals uh we're gonna jump right in to uh from czw cage of death three 
a show that we have covered a match from on this podcast. This is December 15th, 2001. It's Nick Mondo, a.k.a. Sick Nick Mondo, excuse me. Officer Sick Nick Mondo uh, versus Adam Flash versus Nick Burke of the Softcore Connection. Nick First Burke. time we've ever talked Nick Burke. It is. And I don't know if it's, it, it could very well be the last. <laughs> we don't necessarily need to talk about Nick Burke, but I felt like... Tony Mamaluke match, like, you know... I felt like if That's a good we match. Should, it felt like we should talk about Nick Burke at least once, because Nick Burke is an essential figure of the first like five years of uh, CCW. Is he around in like '04? Is he is he still there that late? Probably. I think not. so. Yeah. Okay, we gotta. I, I gotta dig into that. I, I, and he comes back as like Necro's manager and shit. No way. That's awesome. I didn't. Yeah, Nikki Benz. Nikki Benz. Okay, I'll have to look into it. Um, the. The Nick Burke thing. All right, so this is Nick Burke and Adam Flash are two. Everybody knows Nick Mondo, but Adam Flash and Nick Burke are a couple fucking CZW losers. They're both awesome. <laughs> I we love them, obviously. Um, Adam Flash, he he comes out. He wears a Slipknot T-shirt with the sleeves cut off, but his entrance music is Billie Jean, um, yeah. <laughs> which is fucking hilarious. Um, now Burke here is the Iron Man champion, which he has renamed the Softcore Championship. Um, because Nick Burke, of course, was part of the Softcore connection with Z Bar. Yes. The 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 recently, somewhat recently deceased Z Bar, mm-hmm. who I guess was also like you know controversial figure. <laughs> I don't know. He's a good dude. I like Z Bar. I like watching him get his fucking ass kicked. He wasn't good for much else, but you know sometimes you just got to be a. He was like the Dilf boy of the of the time. Yeah. Um, except he had you know he was he had a, a bit more integrity than than. Uh, Dilf Boy Dalton or whatever. <laughs> um, so Nick Burke is this crazy, like, uh, you know, Nova guy, right? Like he's yeah. like, <laughs> there's a lot of weird it? offense that doesn't. That's like, here's an extra turn in it. Yep, <laughs> that kind of stuff. I love it. Yeah, that's the that's the thing we were talking about with John with the the lucha moves where like the springboards become intricate. Like this is like the dumbest version of that, where it's like. Uh, all right, you know the double arm DDT? I'm going to spin with it. Like, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. Uh, he's great. And you know what? He was one of the... When you when I watched the uh, Best of the Best 2, the first CCW mm-hmm. tape that I ever got, when I watched Best of the Best 2, I saw him hit the fucking, you know, the Berculator and the, the Berkaset and all that, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Whatever. The, the Burke Driver, which is one of my favorite names. That one, he just was tired, and he was just like, yeah. oh, this, this is just the Burke Driver. Okay. Um, <laughs> the uh, the thing with Nick Burke is he's impressive when you're 13, you know? And it's, it's yeah. 2002, and you're watching Triple H on Raw, and it sucks. <laughs> And he's working. He's going thirty every night, no matter who he's wrestling. He's got to go thirty minutes. And Nick Burke comes in in a three-way dance that goes four and a half minutes, and he hits six cool moves you've never seen. Fucking Nick, fucking Burke, dude. <laughs> I was a fan. And then Adam Flash, I knew because he'd jump off of a fucking thing and he'd land on his ass, and he then he'd get up and do it again. Like he just. <laughs> um. Adam Flash is interesting uh, because he was an old guy, basically. <laughs> by yeah. the stand- being 30 made him an old guy, but even by the standards of the very strange uh, CCW main event scene with the with Zandig, in, who was like 40, and Wife Beater, who indeterminate age, Lobo, indeterminate <laughs> age. 
yeah, how old are these guys for real? And then, yeah, 20-year-old Nick Gage and 21-year-old Justice Payne, right? Yeah. Um, and those guys are all fresh out of training and they were all just found by Zandig. I, I never understood this. We're gonna we can talk more about it. If we um, base it off of cage match, Lobo is twenty seven in the match we see him. <laughs> okay, let's seems... save it. Save it save it save yeah. it. Because <laughs> we gotta okay, we gotta save that. That's 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 excellent information that I want you to <laughs> file away for later. Uh, <laughs> Adam Flash, of course, Eric Gargiulo, who we're gonna be talking about a few times tonight, of course. Um Eric Gargiulo says that Adam Flash is uh has like nine years or ten years in the business. Ten and a half year veteran. Yeah, yeah. It's like you got ten and a half years, kid. That's, <laughs> I don't. I don't do a very good Gargiulo. It's a tough one. If you, you know, unless you're got ten and a half years, kid. <laughs> you just have to sound exasperated, yeah. and like you're all like your voice is going. Um, so that's yeah. So Adam Flash is cool. Um, he's part of the Rachis, of course. Um, which Doomsday Danny Rose. Yeah, that's. I don't know if we'll ever talk about the Rachis, but hopefully we'll figure out a way oh and it's doomsday danny rose is that a broadway danny rose is that is that a reference yeah. to a what it, the... <laughs> uh, yeah it's a reference to a woody allen movie which it's is very a, weird gotta be one of the only wrestlers whose name is a reference to a woody allen movie um although there is that one woman in the roh tv title tournament named hannah and her sisters or whatever <laughs> no no i don't know what i'm doing i'm really sorry um <laughs> They did, you know what? That next that AEW pay per view that's called Midnight in Paris. I'm like what the fuck, is, what, Tony? What are you doing? <laughs> it's got Owen Wilson on the poster between Adam Copeland and Christian Cage. It's like crazy. Um, so yeah, they get the soft chord championship on the line. Nick Mondo comes out. Her to him. He gets. He does this. I'm doing my hands in like an M. Yeah, he does his lizard hands. They're like an M. It's like a. It's like a. Yeah, it's like lizard. He has. He gets his elbows up high and he. And it's like an M for Mondo, right? Yeah. And it, and it says sick on his forehead. Am I going <laughs> to... What does it say on his forehead? Sick? It says sick. Okay, okay. Does it always say sick? I was watching this and I was like, does it say that every time? It does, it right? It sick every time, yeah. Is there, a, is there ever... Does he ever wear anything else? Does he like ever wear face paint? I was like, I don't... I haven't yeah. seen a Nick Mondo match in so long. This is what I was realizing. Like, I never watched this guy. Because he had a two-year career. <laughs> like... I've seen more, I mean, you know, uh, Rory Mondo matches, um, who has been deleted from the database, of course. We're not, we're not talking about we're not, Lil Mondo. We're not talking about Lil Mondo. Um, but I, I have not seen a Nick Mondo match in so long, and he had the sick on his forehead, and I was like, oh yeah, he has, he has sick on his forehead. Like, I forgot about it when he, <laughs> isn't that stupid? How your brain deletes certain things? Yeah, the last time we talked about Nick Mondo was four years ago. It was, it was when I was so, on the Rotten was, Era Memory podcast, probably. <laughs> what, when, when did we talk about Mondo last? Uh, him versus Justice Payne. Oh, when Justice Payne died. God bless. Yeah, good um, match. Yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. That's from this year, too, right? Or that's from the next year, so too. That's from Roto, yeah. Um, man, okay. So Mondo comes out, you know, he does the hands. And I feel like this is like... The clip of him entering the ring here is, like, the one they showed over and over. And I think because this was the first CCW show in the ECW arena, like, a lot of, like, the the clips you see of wrestlers in CCW video packages over the next two years, it's a clip from this show. Yeah. You know? Like, this is, like, this was, like, the fucking WrestleMania, you know, 15 or whatever of its time. Mm -hmm. um, so this is, I guess this, all right, this is a three-way dance. Um and it's 
embroiled in like a what the power struggle for the company, which is already going on here. Um, They're already calling Lobo Sheriff Lobo. Yeah, he's the boss, Eric. He's the boss, Eric. Um, I'll do some house. <laughs> it's like it's I like. Think, go ahead. I think uh, John House is easier to do than Eric Gargiulo. Yeah, he's less. It's like if you if it's like Michael Scott doing Joe Pantoliano. Yeah, it's like <laughs> you know what I'm saying. Um, the boss, Eric. Um, he's he's awesome. God God bless John House. Um, Sheriff Lobo, which is a reference to a spinoff of a from BJ and the Bear, which is <laughs> it's one of those weirdest. What? Like, yeah, this was a TV show on NBC in the late seventies, early eighties. So who's who's the first? Is that a, a Gargiulo says that, and House is like, <laughs> I remember that show, Eric. I think it has to be. I don't remember the first time it is invoked, but it is. It's weird. It's like because it seems like a joke, but it's not a joke. Okay, all right, Sheriff Lobo. I have it written down many times in my notes. The word Sheriff Lobo. Um, the all right. So Sheriff Lobo has uh, what Burke, the softcore connection. Which, by the way, I watched Pondo beat the shit out of Z Bar right before this match, which was nice. Um, so. <laughs> But Z-Bar and uh, Nick Burke are in Lobo's pocket. Um, and Mondo, of course, is part of the big deals, Eric, with with uh, with Zandig and Wife mm-hmm. Beater, I guess, right? Yeah. Although I don't know how firm that group is at this point. Although this is like, what, this is only five months after Hate Club Dead. Like, this is this is seven months after Unheffing Believable, right? Yeah, and... Uh- Crazy. It's it's very confusing to try and articulate face heel structure in uh, 2001 CZW. Sure. It, it, somehow. Well, it you, you know that, that weird, but Mondo, it is. Mondo is always going to get baby face pop. Yeah. Zandig will always get a baby face pop and nothing else. Um, Wife Beater, I think, could be a heel. I don't know. I don't know if they ever pulled that off, though. He's so beloved. But Mondo feels like he's also just like, no, they're always going to they're gonna pop for the moves. They have to. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, they'll boo Justice Payne, but they like it when he does like the the top rope pain thriller, you know? Because <laughs> yeah. this is these are these are idiots. <laughs> CCW fans are idiots. Um, the so yeah, this is. Uh, speaking of which, did you see Green Lantern fan in I, front row? I saw him. I saw him. I don't remember. I feel like I remember seeing him the last time we talked. When it was Justice Payne versus Wife Beater in the Cage of Death match. I feel like there's a I good shot of him. I wouldn't be surprised if we, if we addressed him then. I think, yeah. I think that, like, Payne walks right next to him and, like, yeah, you see him or something. Um, having flashbacks. Uh, Garjulo calls some Indian deathlock move an oriental scorpion. Yeah. I think it would just be, like, a moodalock. It was, like, a moodalock. Yeah. Yeah. What would you just call it? But it was very, it was very Garjulo, like, <laughs> ponderousness. Yeah, yeah. It's like, I know this looks some, like something I've seen before, John, but it looks a little different. <laughs> yeah. That was, that's, that's, I'm, I'm going to work on my, we're going to, I'm going to get my Eric down during this, this show. Um, let's see. Uh, Adam Flash smashes a chair over, uh, over, over Burke while he's doing that. And then he hits him with the Rachi slam. Uh, he hits it on Mondo, which is like a, a Farouk spine buster. Yeah. Um, and then Burke hits on, uh, he, he hits on, uh, on Adam Flash, he hits this back suplex, he's like, lifts him up for a back suplex, or like a blue thunderbomb, uh, legs up high, and swings him down face first into a big, like, pancake thing, uh, sitting out, and it's great, and Gargiulo says, uh, he likes to call that the Berculator, and, and John House corrects him, saying, 
that is the Berculator, Eric. <laughs> <laughs> it's very weird. So good. He's just like, no, yeah, yeah. And I think I think Eric's like, what did I just say? <laughs> uh, and Burke goes for a Pescado then, and both guys move, and he just smacks the concrete, which is awesome. How do you miss a plancha, Eric? <laughs> <laughs> they, they just, they Samoa Joe his ass. It's great. Um and then they hit dives. Mondo hits uh, Topekon Hello, and Eric says that he was like one of the pioneers of the of the junior heavyweight division of CZW. Yeah. Um, and like you know, mentioning like specific like two years ago, you know, um, he like he, you know he said such a love for the company and remembered every show he ever called. He was Eric Gargiulo is a great commentator. Don't, I mean, they're both great. Yeah, I don't want to. Fuck, fuck around and like act like I don't love Eric Gargiulo and John House. I think they are one of the greatest indie wrestling commentary teams of all time. Um, they have their own sound. They have their own catchphrases. They're all funny. Um, I mean, you know, what is it? Cage of Death 5? Is that like the, the pinnacle of this? Or any, any, any Cage of Death or any Tournament of Death where it's just constant like them screaming and, and shouting about crazy shit. It's there's nothing better. Yeah, just endless. Someone call nine one one. Yeah. Uh, don't do this. You uh, various like what? <laughs> you know, just think about your kids. <laughs> like it's he's not like worth it. It's, it's not, not worth, worth it. it. <laughs> so that's the thing. Also, is they are like Jim Ross and Jerry Lawler. Yeah. They've got the perfect Jr. and, and Jerry Lawler vibe too. Mm-hmm. Um, for for the. The, the jokes and the st- the health style of it and House is like they're stupid obviously these two guys are like they seem like fucking idiots but that's part of it but yeah I just I think I think Eric is such an asset he's like remember Run F and believable John House remember that you know <laughs> and then Mondo gets one of the new CZW guardrails they say um, leans it up against the post Adam Flash gets whipped into it and he jumps sideways into it and it's a sick bump. Um, a fan tells Nick Burke, go hang yourself, <laughs> which I thought <laughs> crazy. And then the uh, entire crowd starts chanting, show your tits at someone. I have to assume a fan uh, attending the show. Uh, so that's could happening. have been GLF. It could have. It could, they should have been telling Green Lantern fan to show your tits. That's what happened. You're right. Um, Mondo hits a Davy Boy power slam on that guardrail. Um on uh, on Adam Flash, but not before he almost dropped him into the crowd. Because yeah. Mondo's super skinny. I, that's the other thing is I forget how little he was because um, his his persona is so larger than life, especially now. You know, um, and he's you know, you never thought much about it. Watching him, it's he was just good. He was just so interesting and enigmatic. You know, all um, of his shit hit really well. Yeah, he, he always had great kicks. Obviously. Yes, you never you felt like someone who. All of his stuff just just had impact and heft to it. Like Scorpio, his stuff landed. Mm-hmm. Very. I, that's what I was thinking watching this. Was yes, everything hits, and it, it reminded me. Of, you know, he's he's doing Sabu level craziness, but he's hitting it with the precision of a of a two cold Scorpio. Um, and he's uh, let's see, he hits the uh, that perfect uh, springboard guillotine leg drop, which is just so nice. Oh, yeah. Uh, goes for another, but Burke throws a chair at him while he's in midair, which is kind of a, a clunky spot. Um, Nick Burke hits a couple of really weak chair shots, and they boo him. Um, His chair shots, and especially Mondo, all of Mondo, we just talked, but you know who just absolutely will not 
proof to give a shit about uh, hitting people uh, with chair shots, mm. like, and the damage that it does. That's right, it's Adam Flash. Adam Flash seems like he's a crazy person. He has no regard. He just doesn't care. He's like, <laughs> he knows, like, okay, I gotta fucking make this look good. He's, he doesn't have a spinning double-arm DDT, Adam Flash. No, he has... <laughs> he's got a top rope X-Factor. <laughs> he has dramatically little... Uh, high-end offense yeah guy but then again he also was the guy who debuted in 1991 and that's not like sure yeah he used to do abdominal stretches in his match and it would you know it was fine (laughs) um he does that he does a top rope uh fucking uh, avalanche x factor um they do some intricate indie three-way shit that was the rage of course in 0102 um there what mondo hits a uh a sunset flip on Adam Flash, who has Burke in a waist lock, I believe, for a German. But yeah. they're way too close to the ropes, and Burke just like smashes his neck into the ropes. <laughs> yeah, it's not. It's really gross looking. It, and it's like no glory. It's just shitty. No, for him. no. The angle is from the hard cam, so yeah, the crowd doesn't pop. Well, at all, <laughs> crowd's like, "What are you doing?" <laughs> and Burke, it's probably the worst bump he took in the entire match. Um, they do a Tower of Doom. Um, you know, flash power bombing Burke superplexing Mondo, and then they stay, they land where they land with uh, like head to head, feet at op- like pointing opposite directions diagonally. And then Adam Flash does a uh, his top rope leg drop onto both of them, one leg for each, which I Great thought was leg drop. so clever and so crazy oh, yeah. to like because you a lot of people when they do a leg drop, you know, they're landing somewhat on the you know, on the leg that's not connecting, you know. Depending on that, how you do it. Yeah, that is trying to uh, absorb the shock on your, from your tailbone. Yes, which was, yes. Uh, people do not do the Alabama jam anymore. Yeah, yeah. The, like, psychosis like does it like that kind of. Like, there's psychos. Like, psychos like psychosis. And Adam Flash do it this way. <laughs> um, yeah. But not like Matt Hardy lands on the one hip. And that's why that hip is so busted now. Because he was trying yeah. to protect a, you know, a good wrestler, Matt Hardy. Um, Adam Flash, also good wrestler, similar, similar guys, I guess. Right. Um, Adam Flash, uh, let's see. He, they head backstage. They, there's some night shot action in the back of the building. It's kind of boring. Um, Gargiulo and house are like commentating an empty ring, but they say they, they keep saying like they can hear chairs banging around. And Eric's like, I hope we have a camera back there. And meanwhile, we've been watching the match. So we're just like, shut <laughs> up, guys. <laughs> Fuck. Uh, they, they, There's a gigantic plank of wood. Yeah, yeah. I was I was kind of confused by that. He gets like, somebody gets super suplexed into it or something. Um, it's just, it's not much action back there. There's no reason to do it. Um, and then when they come back, they fully lost the crowd. Yeah. Like, Burke hits the Burke driver. This is where he hits the Burke driver. Um, and this, this is the Burke set, which the Burke set is the aforementioned 360 double arm DDT spun almost like a crossroads, but like yeah. all the way around. He does like an actual 360. It's a crazy ass move. Um, and it, it looks like he fucking uh, smashed your opponent's face pretty hard when you do it. Like I would call it a proto Sammy Callahan. It's sort of a oh, it's sort of a Sammy. Yeah, yeah where Sammy it's just, does some shit like that. the Sammy Callahan, the Sammy is not unlike a Hiromu, which we or a Drake Younger, which is where you just like spin your guy the guy around and then there's, just drop him on the head. It's just like mm-hmm. just, and then they just like 
they're just going to land face first on their back, on their legs. It doesn't really matter. They'll yeah, this, but this is now. specifically a face buster. You know, it it's, it's, it's not even a DDT so much. It's like it doesn't impact the top of the head. It's supposed to be face first, um, but it's set up like a a butterfly something. You know, it's cool. It's a cool ass move. Um, somebody would do it with an impaler with their or the unpretty or whatever the Christian move. Yeah, whatever the fuck that move is called anymore. Um, so yeah, innovative offense. Love to try to describe it on the fucking podcast. <laughs> One of my favorite stupid things that I always try and fail to do. Um, Mondo and Flash fail to coordinate a concerto on Burke um, that looks awkward, but then then they hit it, and then uh, Flash throws a chair at Mondo, and this is where Eric says, "You know, there's some idiot at home sitting back saying this is fake. I don't think so, you moron." Very We're funny. Very straight up Jr. Very- Perfect invention of a guy. Obviously. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Found a guy to be mad at. Um, no, Jr. would say that shit all the time. You know, he says it in the Hell in a Cell matches where it's like somebody at home saying he knows how to fall. You know, um, give me a break. <laughs> uh, Mondo hits the assault driver on Adam Flash. Uh, or invites favorite move, the assault driver, mm-hmm. of course. Um, then Mondo brings uh, Burke in. Uh, he he pulls him in the. Ha- this is a crazy spot. Spot. He pulls him in the hard way. You know. You know, he brought yeah. him in the hard way, uh, Gorilla Monsoonism, where you there's a guy in the apron, his hands on the ropes, he's usually at the heel that's you know in a tag match, and you grab the top rope. You're the, you, you are the babyface, Siobhan, You're mm-hmm. the babyface. I'm the heel. Yeah. I'm outside, and I've just done something dastardly. And you grab the top, and you fling it, you yank it back, and I flip over the top rope, and I take a nice flat bump, and then I feed for some punches, and then we go home. You know. Um, but that's not what happens here because Nick Burke does a 450 over the top rope. <laughs> like a fucking buckshot lariat. Like a buckshot lariat. His feet skipping right through and he lands a fucking 450. It's not the prettiest 450, but it's basically a standing 450 over the top rope. <laughs> standing 450! <laughs> oh, and there's no, there's no reaction. Crowd is gone. <laughs> no, no idea what to do with that. In fairness. <laughs> like, what did I just see? So Mondo's out setting up some fucking crazy double table stack by the entryway. Um, it's a it's it's two tables. It's one stacked on top of another. And a ladder is laid across two chairs on top of that. Which I always feel like that's such a bad idea. You're, like, really making it worse. No, because that... What, what essentially is the value of the ladder on the chairs at that point? What is the extra... La- is that really a cherry on top of the Sunday? I don't think so. Not particularly. I mean, it... Well, it, I don't know. It does look good. So when the chairs fly up, I don't know. I, all right. So it's up, he puts this, sets up the thing. Uh, him and Burke go up. Uh, he also, also, Adam Flash is put underneath in between the two tables. And yeah. I, he has to get out, obviously. <laughs> Excuse me. He has to get out because obviously it'll kill him. Um, but the, uh, the, I guess it occupies him for a minute, right? While Burke and, and Mondo go up there. And uh, they do like a sequence on top of the fucking entryway. It's like 15 feet up. And Mondo eventually gets whipped off the top. And it's he, he flips off, running front flip off of the 15-foot entryway or whatever. He flies perfectly through the ladder. Oh yeah, both tables. It's, it's just perfect. He was so his precision with his landing on these kind of bumps. That's why you know this. He always talks. He talks about the one with Zandig where he goes off the fucking building. 
Yeah. That's Zandig's fault. We all know that. Yeah. They all love Zandig so much. But Zandig, like, doing that, and with Joey, too, like, with Janela, like, the amount of trust you're putting in your, your fucking dad is insane. <laughs> it's just so crazy. This man with his incoherent promos <laughs> and in, insane gut. I can't do the Kevin Steen talking about <laughs> uh, fucking Zandig voice, but... No, he's no. It sounded like Steen. That was good. That was like that was like 2013 Steen. Yeah, yeah. That's what he used to sound like. Uh, no, he uh, he's he's crazy. It's 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 crazy. Mondo was crazy to let him do that. Um, the idea that he was going to retire no matter what, basically, I mean, is the only thing that makes sense. Joey Janela is just is just an idiot. Well, obviously. yeah, he's just an idiot. Yeah, that's different. <laughs> which is that's fine. A, Being an idiot thing. is a is a tra- is a proud tradition. Man, we got to do those tournament of deaths. We got to just do that. We just got to do the like episodes on every one of them i don't yeah. know i'm just fucking we gotta do that um so yeah mondo is perfect at jumping off these things um he's he, he was so good at it he lands beautifully you know back center right where he would want to you know um and the chairs that are holding up the ladder and pieces of the table they explode out from his weight and some pieces like fly dangerously into the crowd i swear one of the chairs flies in the crowd you can hear people gasping like, like oh yeah like running away kind of sounds happening in the background um it's just an immaculate bump you know and um he could aim and hit a table no matter what that man his fucking meant so good at it and then Burke climbs down, walks through the entryway, and gets brained with a chair by Adam Flash. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then Adam Flash gets the huge fucking ladder, um, you know, which I feel like there's always a huge ladder in CCW that's like a weird trademark. Um, puts it in so, the... Si- Zandig was always going to find at least one. He's so... Yeah, that was the thing. That's part of Zandig's whole, whole deal is he just... He was good at getting hardware. Um, it was part of his job. And... Uh, he climbs this huge ladder in the middle of the ring and uh, Burke's on a table on the floor outside the ring. So Flash is like, I, I don't know, he's like on a, like a 16-foot ladder or something. Yeah. And he's in the ring and he's he's going to... It's just crazy. It's it's like, it's... When you think about like the height now, I remember watching, you know, you watch TLC or whatever now, or TLC 2, and it's like, oh, this is this is absolutely crazy. I can't believe they did this. But that's like, you know, that's produced. That's like, they have medical staff and shit. Like, yeah. I don't know. This this is absolutely crazy. This is such a big jump um, to land on your ass, too. He, um, he climbs all the way up, and he sits for a second. He pauses. He soaks it in. He kind of waves on the crowd. Adam Flash does. And uh, this is where Gargiulo says, it's not worth it. Don't do it. You got ten and a half years invested. And Adam Flash leaps from the top of the ladder, over the top rope, out of the fucking ring. He hits the last call. That's what it's called. The guillotine leg yeah. drop. Well, it had to be a 20-foot drop, you know? Perfectly. Perfectly on Nick, on Nick Burke. Landing is as perfect and as devastating as you can imagine, but I also probably as safe as possible. Yes, which is paradoxical, obviously, but I, I, he pulled it off. Yeah, yeah. Bobby Eaton would be proud. It was fucking spot on. Um and and then Adam Cole, uh, Adam Adam Cole, Adam Call, Adam Flash wins. Adam uh, Hole. Adam Hole. Uh, Adam Hole, baby. Um, the uh, he wins the the Softcore Championship. I guess probably renaming it the Iron Man Championship. Um, on the floor because this was a false count anywhere match. It turns out. Yeah. <laughs> it's always funny when you're like, oh okay, referees out there. He's counting. All right, that's the match. Let's go. <laughs> um, 
Adam Flash. You know, I we talked about him probably on episode three when we did Cage of Death Five, right? Probably the only time we've ever even mentioned him on the show. I believe so. Oh, Adam Flash, a classic CZW guy, Nick Burke, classic CZW guy. Um, and when when we say CZW guy, it's like sort of like you know, like <laughs> not like a definitive, but a classic, you know? Yeah. One like one of those guys. Um, Nick Nick Mondo, of course, is definitive. We'll talk about him again one day. But the Burkaset. That is the Burkaset, Eric. Yeah. Or the Berculator. I don't know which one. The Berculator. <laughs> that is the Berculator. <laughs> Take it again. That is the Berculator. <laughs> okay. Your next one? From CZW, September 12th, 2009. Down for the Sickness Forever. For the Ultraviolet Underground Championship, we have Sammy Callahan, the New Horror, versus Danny Havoc, the Deathmatch Viking, in a Devil Wears Prada Deathmatch. Now, is he already the Deathmatch Viking at this point? I think so. Okay. He always talked about Valhalla. Yeah, and you cannot hear these goddamn ring introductions for shit. Um, Oh, it's Larry, though, right? Yeah, It's it's Larry, Larry, but it's just the, the house mic is just not very good. Yeah, yeah. I mean, ECW Arena house mic was never very good. No. <laughs> we'll get some good. We'll get some good examples of that later on too. Um, I think Sammy Callahan. I just want to say, Sammy Callahan. I think he is just so lame. <laughs> he's really lame. <laughs> you know, he's a good enough worker. He, he, he was. He, or not. He was. He was. He was. He was. A, he's a great worker. He was he's a, great at his best. He was. He was great. Yeah, he was a good enough worker that he got away with it for a long time. I guess is what I would. I, I, when I say good enough, I meant. He's great. He's good enough that he got away with it. Um, he, he's good enough at being a wrestler that he got away with how monumentally lame and he is. It's so and just, funny. <laughs> and just like oozing uncool. Yeah. And he had, you know, I, he had friends that were that were good. He had smart friends. He's a great schmoozer. It's, you know, ha- Danny Havoc and John Moxley and Sammy Callahan, right? Um, they, they seem like three guys that, like, Sammy Callahan seems like an a, like a, a odd man out in that trio. Yeah. To me. He doesn't seem like he would have much to talk about with those two guys. I don't know. Am I, am I off base here? Yeah. I don't know. Uh, Sammy Callahan seems like he, like, probably talks about, like, horror movies a lot, you know? I mean, God bless you if you do that. <laughs> but I, I feel like that's, like, you know, he's, like, one of those, he's, like, a guy. He's a type of guy. Not, not the same type of guy Danny Havoc and... Although, I don't know, maybe they all did heroin together and had a great time. Who knows what 2009 was like in the CCW locker room. Um, it, it has to be said. It's uh, It was a weird time. And, I mean, you also have goofballs like uh, Drake and Scotty Vortex. and Yeah. So it's like, I just ima- I, I assume everybody just had a pretty good time. Sure, sure. Yeah, I, I, I can't imagine what what it's like to have a conversation with Scotty Vortex, to be honest. I don't, I don't know what he's <laughs> like. I can't, I can't picture it. <laughs> um, so this is, uh, Danny's got the UVU title, the ultraviolet underground title. Um, he sits it on the apron. Sammy kicks it to the ground. Loved that. I absolutely loved that. I wondered if that was the thing they talked about or if he just did it. That's the kind of stuff that I, I just really enjoy. Um, and this is this is the uh, what is this the Devil Wears Prada death match, right? Yeah. So it's a four corners four. It's a four. It's a pole. It's a it's a four objects on four poles match. Um, there's a there's a board with a tarp on it, um, and there it's revealed that it's a high heel shoe board with high heel shoes embedded in the board. 
Um, and then the other big stipulation here, of course, is that the referee is Brett Lauderdale. <laughs> <laughs> Just looking premature. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, he's looking, yeah, the, the, the eyes are bulged out. He'll grow into his face one day, but not today. Um, Danny, um, Danny Havoc, of course, famed storyboard artist uh, guy with ideas, right? Yeah. Uh, which made him a natural fit for CZW, which is a, a place where ideas thrive, right? It's... I mean, look at who he's wrestling. And I, another guy who ideas, at least man. believes himself to have a lot of ideas. Yeah. Yeah, Sammy Callahan is definitely ideas, man. Uh, the, the the intensity. Wow, Sammy's so intense. He yells a lot. You know? <laughs> I was watching this, and immediately I was like, oh, I might have less patience for him now than I used to. They uh, they fight for the first purse that's hanging on a pole, and it's full of tampons. And I was kind of mixed on that, I'm going to be yeah. honest. <laughs> but then Sammy gets really mad, and he throws the tampons into the crowd because he hates women. And I was like, oh, okay, this is good, actually. Throwing ta- a bunch of tampons in the crowd is inherently funny and good. <laughs> it is. It is a thing that... I wonder if it... I actually thought, is this the first time it's happened in the ECW arena? Probably not. Probably not. Do you remember when Tuna got the tuna? Ah, oh, Tuna getting the tuna. <laughs> that woman is in uh, WWE now. Gigi Dolan. Yeah, Gigi Dolan. Uh, there's some really odd commentary here about like women carrying fancy purses to fend off rapists or something. Who are these guys? I think this is Jake Black and Salamander Jones. Oh, they are the worst commentary team of all time. I think these guys stink on ice. They're not very good. Uh, this is a whole era of CCW with these fucking idiots. Like, ruining it. Oh, yeah, no. Oh, I thought you were going to... Do you have any thoughts on... What, Salamander Jones? What, who are these? Who are they? I have... Are they're they, just guys who just kind of showed up. Are they Post online now? Can we... I don't know. I know Ace Delicate Ace... Delic is on fucking uh, line, uh, being like a uh, like a like a neo Nazi. He was another commentator. Okay. There's just a bunch of fucking weirdos, a bunch of just genuine freaks. No, these are what these are Deej's guys. Like what? I I I think they've been there for a couple of months at this yeah. point. And there, but these guys came in around the same time. Like MLJ comes in pretty soon after this, right? Yeah. And he's like, and Naylor's there for a while. I feel like I don't yeah. know. Yeah. N- Naylor brings some dignity to the. Yeah, of course. Naylor's the best, obviously. But uh, and Naylor MLJ is a good duo. They they had a nice, you know. Uh, MLJ clearly looked up to Naylor, and obviously, you know, <laughs> obviously, uh, they're he's like the he's like an evil version of <laughs> Rob Naylor. <Yeah. laughs> MLJ is like the evilest version of Rob Naylor. That's kind of right, like the most sickening version yeah. of <laughs> of Rob Naylor. Um. Yeah, so CCW personalities at this time, they suck. Uh, and, boy, the wrestlers are, aren't much better, no. Uh, Sammy, Sammy is a maniac. Um, he, he hits two chair shots to Danny's head. Danny immediately starts bleeding, like, a ton. And, oh, yeah. Like, fast. And then Sammy finds, like, a Tupperware on the floor of the ECW arena, and he holds Danny's head over it, starts filling the Tupperware with the blood. I thought that was excellent. Yeah, just... <laughs> And it's great blood loss. It's just nice and red. Yeah. Bright yeah. red. Yeah, he's great. He, he looks awesome. Daniel looks awesome in this. Um, they, uh, they they play around with the tampons. You know, it's like, it, like there's like some teenage boy behavior going on here. Yeah. Um, 
when Danny comes back with chair shots of his own, um, he's bleeding a ton. He goes for a springboard but slips and falls off the top. And I don't know if that was a work or, uh, you know, or if he just actually fell. It was cool. It's like a, it seems like a Danny Havoc idea to yeah. to work the crowd on a meta level. Danny and Sammy Callahan, 2009. Yeah, yeah. I, I fuck it up on purpose to keep the crowd guessing. Um, but Danny is bleeding a ton, so if he did fuck it up, you know. <laughs> who knows? It is what it is. It is what it is. And they didn't act like he didn't fuck it up, which is, of course, the real sin of a botch. Yeah, right, right, right. Um, so he gets powerbombed through that board of high heels. They prop it up across some uh, some chairs. And uh, I think it's a it's you know it's such a good idea it's such a good like visual the hot heel board but I don't know I don't know could you've done more with the board of high heels I don't know it's weird there's it's I mean I think it'd be easy to break your neck like just hitting those wrong the, it's a weird or well power bomb's a bad move to take into it if, it, yeah. if that's the fear I mean it's quite a bump. Um, but it's just like visually, it's a like you know, <laughs> those aren't opening him up. He's not gonna be bleeding visibly from those, in theory, unless they like really went into him, which would be a bad thing. Yeah. Like if something that big goes in you, it's gonna leave you bleeding in a way that is not good for a death match. You know. No, you're gonna get internal bleeding. Yeah, it's like it's, it's like, awful. Yeah. You can't sell internal bleeding like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, you, I mean, you know, Invader Three is that the where the pig blood? Um, yeah, uh, could do that. <laughs> drink, uh, <laughs> Sammy, Sammy wants you to drink pig blood tonight. <laughs> That's Moxley telling him. Sammy wants you to drink pig blood tonight. You gonna do it? And Danny's like, "What? Pig? Oh, yeah, I guess if that's what he says." <laughs> oh. Sammy, uh, so he, so, all right, the commentator also, this is a good line for the commentator, where he says, I have no frame of reference for how bad that hurts, because no one's ever done it before. That's um, a good line, yeah. Yeah. Uh, then Sammy goes, so this is funny, Sammy goes, and he pulls down all three of the other bags, they're like Prada and Gucci, and, you know, or I don't know if they actually are, but they, that's what they say they are. Yeah. Uh, I didn't get a good enough look at any of this stuff, and I don't really, I'm not Roy Lucier, I don't really know my brands, as well as some people do. Um. <laughs> I am not um, an expert in haute couture. No. Yeah. No. Um, we got to get him on. We should have had him on for this episode, Roy Lucier, to talk about the Devil Wears Prada match. Yeah. But... yeah um, so he pulls down all three bags off of the three remaining poles, which hilariously breaks the unwritten rule of you know wrestling in an on a pole match that it's hard to get a thing off of there. Actually, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Just Sammy, no respect for decades of kayfabe uh you know rules that flag matches and parat and comp and it immediately (laughs) called to mind the time that uh jimmy havoc and mance warner had the uh spin the wheel make the deal match or was it sammy and jimmy havoc could have been either jimmy havoc was involved and they just and jimmy havoc was like Let's do all the gimmicks. Let's do all of them. Yeah, that like, was a, okay, an MLW, right? Yes. Yeah, that was cool. It was like you know, 2019 or something. Yeah. Yeah, that was cool when Jimmy Havoc was like, uh, he, and then they hired him for AEW. And he got choked out by Excalibur. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's right. And is he a, is he a nonce? He's something. Yeah, he ain't good. He ain't good. Robbo cleared the charges, though. That's what I heard. Um, they conducted an investigation apparently <laughs> i mean i've i've only heard f- from people who have heard but i you know 
I believe the people I'd heard it from. Um, so one of the purses uh, has thumbtacks in it, predictably, right? Um, yeah. Sammy gets back body dropped into that or something, then comes back fireman carry slam thing, uh, where he flips Danny a full 360 degrees back over onto his face, like a 450 into the fucking tax. Yeah. Um, which is awesome. It looks like a move a much bigger guy would do. So that's a good Sammy move there. He drags him through the tax. Sammy's like, Sammy's, you know, nasty. Um, I, I feel like Sammy, in, in my head, he was in more death matches than he actually was. I know he's not in that many. Um, Sammy ever doing like light tubes and bleeding a, a, a whole lot? I can't remember. He was in a couple of TODs, so I would have to think so, yeah. Yeah, I'm going to have to investigate. I don't know. I can't I can't picture it now. Um, so, uh, the crowd for this sucks fucking so bad, by the way. Uh, 09, CZW, like this era, it's just awful. They, they don't pop for anything. The decaying uh, venue. The, the, it's just like, there's just like no juice in the venue at this point. Yeah, yeah, ECW Arena is fucked by this point, for sure. Um, the, the, Sammy hits some of his like yelling elbows, right? <laughs> uh, but yeah. then Danny responds with these awesome headbutts and then they headbutt each other. And I'm pretty sure they're like spraying blood all over. Cause you see Brett like recoil. Oh yeah. From the Brett, like the blood, like he like backs away when they're headbutting each other. <laughs> um, and then they do like a double KO spot. And then this is where the match like really suit like slows down. And I, I, I I was un, I was not thrilled with what happens. There's some long dead spots here, um, in the second half of this match that I yeah. was that I was um, not pleased to see when I was really enjoying it up to that point. Uh, Danny Havoc gets the big ass orange ladder, props it in the corner, um, and then he gets Alabama Bobby Bob Holly Bob Holly Alabama slammed onto it. Um, and then there's another long dead spot. There's a part where um. The commentators like have to talk about it. They're saying they say at some point if Sammy would have gone for the pin, he probably would have just won the match since Danny's still out like a minute later. <laughs> yeah, it's like, well, okay, man, thanks. He's setting up a table, and they they set up a table in the ring. They climb the ladder, and it feels like an eternity. They're on the ladder trying to set up this bump, and Sammy hits like an STO, I guess, off the ladder. Yeah. And it's a good bump. Like the it's like the the the, the table looks good. Like the crowd like wakes up when Danny kicks it at 2.9. It's like a good pop for the near fall. Um, and then, oh yeah. And then Sammy gets the electric drill. Okay. So Sammy gets, yeah. <laughs> there's a power drill in one of the fucking bags. Yeah. 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 He gets a power drill, um, starts spinning it around and comes after Danny with it. But Danny has the last purse and he pulls out some perfume or hairspray or something Sprays it in the eyes and the cut-up face. Sammy had bladed at some point here, too. Um, but, yeah. Um, he's, so he's got, you know, hairspray in his eyes and his and the cuts in his face or whatever, right? And um, and, and Danny hits the uh, the General Order 34. Is that what it's called? The General Order 24. It's a 24. reference. Okay, yeah, yeah. Um, and it's... Uh, and Sammy also... Sammy's like, screams when he gets sprayed in the face. Uh, which is... <sighs> Yeah, it's good, which is also good. Um, and, and so the, the General Order 24 is, like, a very deeply cradled Death Valley driver that, like, looks fucking awesome. Yeah. Like, you, we, Death Valley driver's a dime a dozen at this point. Um, you see them all the time. They look varying degrees of shitty. Some of them look just like fucking Cena, you know, doing the fucking FU or whatever. Yeah. Um, 
but this is a good one. This is like a cla- This is like Louis Spicoli shit, you know, um, the way it was meant to be done. You want to go for it as like a knockout shot. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it, it's not a move that you'd see finish a lot of matches anymore. It's cool. Um, and Danny wins and retains the Ultraviolet Underground Championship. Post match, Sammy Callahan tries again to get him with the drill, which Danny counters hilariously with a Gaman Geary. <laughs> if, if any, hey, just if anybody ever comes at you with the scope, hit the Gaman Geary. Um, but body double, she should have hit him with a Gaman Geary. <laughs> body mm-hmm. double, driller, yes. ki- driller killer, like driller killer, yes. hit, hit him with the Gaman Geary. No problem. End of the movie. Um, uh, <laughs> all right. So then, Sammy. I'm sorry. I'm stuttering, stuttering about Sammy stabbing him with a switchblade, um, selling seashells as well. Um, outside the ECW arena, she sells seashells outside the ECW yes. arena. <laughs> uh, he stabs him with a switchblade. That's what I was gonna say. Yeah. He, all right. So uh, then he he stabs him, and uh, and then he he un he unrolls. He grabs Danny's arm, unrolls his wrist tape, and slits his wrist with the switchblade. Come on, dog. You are goofy. You are too goofy. You are a grown man, Sammy Callahan. <laughs> yeah, at that point, just just go for his neck or something. You I are guess. a goofy guy. So it looks good. You can see he. It appears that he begins bleeding from the wrist. You can yes. see it uh, for real. And then the staff, the commentators, and everybody makes it out like it's a big fucking deal. The ring crew, people are in like they're screaming at Sammy, um, and the crowd buys it. They sell it well. It, it was as good as they could have possibly done it. You know. Yeah. It's just kind of goofy, is all. It's just, it's pretty goofy. <laughs> uh, yuck! It is a little goofy, um, but it's cool. It's pretty good. I don't know. This is, this is I mean, I, I think if this match was a little tighter in the second half, I would love it. But it's it's cool. I think it's really cool. Um, it's it's a good example of Sammy's every you know the the good and bad of Sammy Callahan. I think it I think it demonstrates beautifully why you hate him. Yes. And why you occasionally want to give him a chance. <laughs> he's a compelling figure. He's just not as compelling as he ho- wishes he was. Yeah, yeah. He thinks he's compelling as fuck, though. You mm-hmm. know? Yeah. Um, but that's, that's, that's Sammy. That's good. And Danny Havoc, of course, is the man. We all we love Danny Havoc, of course. We did a whole episode about him. Um, and he'll come up a billion more times in this show. Because he has a tendency to be in really good matches throughout... A, decent length of, of, of a career so mm-hmm. um all right you want to do you want to go to the the junkyard let's go to the junkyard from de huesadero um no from from july something july 2005 what day I, we don't know let's say july 4th yeah let's say july 4th let's say this was on the 4th of july <laughs> this is proto uh backyard wrestling proto backyard wrestling proto de huesadero um, this is proto pandemic wrestling. Yes, this is very pandemic vibes. It's J.C. Bailey versus Nick Gage versus John Zandig, the boss. And it's uh, it's it's there's a ring and it's in a junkyard, and there's a big mud pit and a bunch of cars, and it's uh, what what is this? Why do they do this? <laughs> I believe this is also for the Ultraviolet Underground Championship. Okay, so the Ultraviolet Underground. The deal was they do it backstage. They would tape these in somewhere in 
New Jersey or Delaware, and then they would show them after or before the shows in Philadelphia. They would show them on a screen? They'd show them on a screen, yeah. And they'd obviously also release them on the DVDs. Okay. I, I there was some thing I remember hearing that I thought I thought they had like a ring set up backstage at at Viking Hall at the. At... I think that they wanted to try to do that, but that it never came together. Okay, maybe that's from like the Zandig shoot interview stuff that I where he was just talking about stuff. Um, so this is it's such a cool idea because of course we'll talk about it a little more. Um, but light tubes were forbidden in fucking in in Pennsylvania. Yeah. Um. And what what else was? I mean, what what? You can use glass panes. You can still do glass panes. <clears throat> That's as far so as I know. Yeah, and and yeah, and they did. It's just yeah, it's just that light tubes. I think the combination of the fluorescent dust and the uh, unpredictability of when you hit someone with them. Like it's just that shit can go into the into the crowd. Yeah, glass it is the stuff. Paint, that's... It's a lot less likely. Yeah, I guess it is the thing that's most likely to to go into the crowd. Um, so the um, so the the this is in Delaware or New Jersey or somewhere. It's somewhere, yeah. Yeah, um, we we begin with Zandig wiping a light tube on the ref's shirt, um, and Nick Gage is. And wait, is the ref is the ref Bryce Rimsberg? It is Bryce Rimsberg. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Very weird. <laughs> right. Right. Okay. Um, let's get that out of the I way. I assume now. he was the guy they had, they who would do it for the least amount of money. Yeah, I mean, shit, you know, the the Chikara exchange program, it was it was alive and well at that point, right? Mm-hmm. Hero was working probably for CCW in 05 quite a bit, right? Yeah. Um, so Nick Gage is outside the ring, and JC Bailey and Zandig are in the ring. And uh, Nick Gage is like, come on, Bailey, let's see what you got, which is my Nick Gage. Um, yeah. <laughs> they they uh, so JC and and Nick and uh, Zandig trade some some light tube shots, and uh, JC is just like yelling like oh son of a bitch oh, and then he says I'm gonna have to beat your ass like I beat Ian Rotten yeah which is you know great um, we have talked a real hick we haven't talked about JC Bailey in a while he's another guy that has you know weird career died young um, will come up over and over inevitably throughout. For as long as we do this podcast, we'll talk about him more and more. Um, deep, we ha- well, yeah, deep reserve of high quality uh, entertainment. We've got, we it's wanted great. to do him and Ian uh, the feud episode. I don't know, that was an idea like that we had like four years ago. That I, but now that stuff is, you can watch that stuff now. We didn't have a lot of it on, yeah. I, but I think all of it's on IWTV now. I think most I of their think matches. It might be. Yeah. Um. So JC Bailey is awesome. Obviously, he's uh one of those one of those you know Nick Mondo type you know hybrid wrestlers that wanted to like to be able to prove themselves in non death matches too was a thing they hung their hat on right mm-hmm. and uh he's great and they they get some uh, where they get carpet strips and uh yeah the, the, just swinging carpet strips at each other which seems like it sucks because I- holding a carpet strip without gloves. <laughs> yeah. Seems miserable. Yeah, it's it's cool. It's like a it's a thing that I don't know. I feel like the the carpet strips are so often just like taped to something or they they're a weird weapon, like one of the least glorious weapons, but it's great here oh, because yeah. like this is a great application for it cuz JC Bailey swings them at Zandig and Zandig doesn't even flinch. And it's just like 
<laughs> oh no. Uh, Xander gives him some to the back. Uh, no, gives him some back, and JC sells it, right? Yeah. And then Nick Gage rolls in and takes out Xander with some tubes. Um, Gage is wearing a black long sleeve t shirt with the sleeves rolled up and jeans, whereas Bailey and Xander are in their usually gear in their usual gear of. Uh, well, I mean jeans and <laughs> and baggy pants. <laughs> yes. Uh, but of all three, Gage looks like the one who just got a phone call today asking, "Hey, you want to come be in the match? We're gonna be in the junkyard. Oh, yeah, you no. wanna... <laughs> We're gonna crash some cars into each other. You want to come out, Nick? Like, come on. Sounds fucking excellent. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he, yeah. He, so he doesn't have his pads. Um, we know we know how important it is to have your pads. Santa always has to go out to his truck to get his pads, <laughs> as we know. <laughs> uh, so all right, so. Bailey tells so Bailey's uh, directing Travis. He says suplex his ass to Nick Gage. Yeah. Um. And Bailey smashes a couple of tubes on the top of a car hood that's on the f- ground outside, spread across some. All right, it's a car hood that's on top of top. two doors. Is it doors? I don't know if it's. Just I think it might be doors. Wood? Yeah, doors on top of chairs. Doors on top of chairs with like the. A car hood on it. It's straight. It's Zona Twenty Three shit, you know. Yeah. Um. It's whatever was lying close. It's all on top of each other now. And here's a light tube that I, I smashed a single light tube on top of it. There. Now it's time to bump on that. <laughs> um. And then Gage and Bailey. Uh. They from from uh from outside in. They stand on the apron, and Zandig's in the ring, and they suplex him over the top rope onto all this fucking mess, and just heave his ass down there. Yeah. And then JC Bailey's like, let's throw him through this windshield. And then he's like, double stomp. <laughs> double stomp. He t- he, he's just like blowing his spots up. Well, that, that's what I was wondering also. was like, well, maybe they're just calling their spots really loud. I can hear it because there's no commentator and no crowd. Like, <clears throat> so he's, But he's telling Gage what to do. And then Gage gets pissed off and starts beating him up, naturally. Um, and Gage, Gage hits the, uh, so Gage hits a fucking brain buster and a diving headbutt because Nick Gage was in his fucking dynamite kid phase at this point. Yeah. <laughs> um, we're really lucky that Gage is in better health than dynamite kid was. Who could have predicted that would be the case, right? Yeah. Um, at his age. I mean, obviously dynamite kid is dead now, but <laughs> I mean, at the age, like Nick Gage is now at the age that dynamite kid was when he was in a wheelchair, right? Yes. Yeah. Um, Zandig, uh, sneaks over and tries to get the pin, uh, off of Gage's dynamite, off, of, off his dynamite kid head, but um, Gage throws Zandig to the floor and says, "Come on," uh, to to JC Bailey, and he's like putting his dukes up, but JC is like, "Nah," and he gets out of the ring, <laughs> and then they head out to the cars, and these cars. Now, do you remember what cars looked like in the nineties? They look like shit. <laughs> like They're the fucking disgusting looking. <laughs> there's like the weird vinyl like pieces of you know like there's like the the scratchy like I don't even know it's like a chair like a part of it like part of the top of your car is like a a, a vinyl chair. Yeah. <laughs> you know what fucking Buicks used to look like? Like what what the fuck? Uh, these cars like straight up look like you know this it's is like ninety two Mercury Cougar uh... that your uncle drove. And when you see him at the cafeteria on Sunday after church, and it, and his car smelled weird, and and you could tell without even opening the door. Yeah. You know. <laughs> uh, so his cars like that. There's a lot of those types of cars out here, and um, and they what they try they try to all right. So they try to double press slam Zandig. <laughs> 
That's going to be a challenge. They do. They get him and they try and they're going to put him through the windshield of like a Buick or whatever. But they can't get his fat ass up with enough momentum to actually put him through it. So he just takes like a soft little bump on the on the hood. Yeah. <laughs> like he hits the windshield, but he was not going through it. They just laid him down on it, basically. Uh, <laughs> yes, he does Zandig make that does sense. a lot of um, is going to puke selling. Yeah. Yeah, man, that clip of Hogan trying to get ready for the ring again in, like, 2010. He's making those kind of noises. Yeah. That's the match. That would have been the match. Hulk Hogan versus John Zandig. Cage I mean, Zandig is the, is the ultimate, ultimate warrior. Yeah, yes, of course. Um, I think I've got a note about the ultimate warrior. Yeah, I do. We'll talk about it. <laughs> yeah. Um, so... <laughs> So he's on the car, and JC and Gage are fighting. JC hits a couple of really... All right, this is so fucking funny. JC hits two really hard clubbing shots to the back of Gage. And Nick Gage says, what are you doing? And JC says, oh, sorry, brother. Because JC forgot that they're like, there's no crowd to pop. <laughs> like, why are you hitting hard-ass, like, wrestling school strikes on me? Like that. And the, this is where the cameraman laughs, too, you know? It's it's a real hell of a it it I would call it a shambolic uh <laughs> enterprise in some ways. What are you doing? He's like, why'd you hit me so hard? So fucking funny. Um and then JC and Gage get on top of one of the cars. Alright, this is so JC uh Bailey and Nick Gage are on top of one of the cars. John Zandig starts another one of the cars, revs it up, and backs it into him. And they both fall off the roof of the car. And I, like, this was a huge twist where I was like, oh, there's, these, they have the keys to these cars. They could get in these cars and drive them. They're going to have a demolition derby. I didn't, like, I didn't expect that was possible because I don't, I mean, so did you see, um, did you see the Rixe Catch uh, French uh, junkyard match from last no, year? No, I haven't yet. So that has a part where somebody tries to run somebody over with a car. Um, the, the Slavonic ultra violence, there's some car stuff in that occasionally, but I don't think I've ever seen anybody actually start a car in zona 23 at the de Huesadero. No, I don't believe so. so I, I can't recall it at least. So that was, this was a new, this was like a exciting thing, a wrinkle that I did not expect. Um, and, uh, <laughs> shirtless demolition derby because yeah. uh, neither JC Bailey nor John Zandig have a shirt on while they are crashing their cars ass into each other. Yeah, and of course we know Nick Gage only wrestles shirtless right after he gets out of prison, or if he's wrestling Sadika, because yeah. uh, she ripped his fucking shirt off. Um, the the cameraman uh, is like laughing his ass off as they fall off the fucking car. JC gets in that maroon fucking Buick and starts it, starts it, and tries to reverse it back into Zandig's car, but Zandig's car is far too powerful because it's got Zandig at the wheel. Um, and he's he's the closest a wrestler could possibly be to Mad Max Fury Road, like not the guy, but the con, like the as the vibe. <laughs> yes, he's he looks like a guy who would be a Mad Max character, obviously. Um, and he doesn't he's not trying to be. That's just how he is. That's just his, that's just his essence. It's the way he was born. Um, and he overpowers JC's car, pushes it through the mud pit, and JC gets his car stuck in the mud pit. This huge mud pit. Um, 
And then Nick Gage starts a third car, drives through the mud pit, and smashes Zandig's car, while JC is just honking his horn and can't move his car. His piece is extremely piece of shit car that won't that cuts stuck in the mud. <laughs> so he's just honking the whole time while two other guys crash behind him. And then he gets out. And he throws a light tube at Nick Gage's car. One of them breaks on the top of the door frame, and just a small piece of it flies and hits Gage right in the mouth. Yeah. And you hear him go, and the camera guy goes, shit. (laughs) It's always a bad sign of the camera guy goes, shit. Um, I don't know. Zandig gets Bailey up and he yells, CZ fucking W, you know? He yells out CZW like a Pokemon would. He just <laughs> is just blurting it out randomly. Yeah, it's so cool. He's like William Wallace. Is that the guy um, from that movie? Yes, from um, Braveheart. From yes. Braveheart, yeah. Um, he press slams him through the windshield while yelling CZ fucking W. And then he picks Gage up and running powerbomb, kind of. It's it's not a powerbomb. It's just he just – but it is. He – Power bombs him into the window of one of the rear doors of an old Suburban. Yeah. Um, which is like a, just a square window. So it's not like a back windshield. That was like, it's like two separate. I don't know if people remember what a 1997 Suburban looks like. It looks pretty similar, I guess, probably to a 2024 Suburban, honestly. Um, but it's like two doors that opened up, right? And, yeah. And so it's a small window, and his back just goes in, and he kind of crunches into this little hole, and Zandig kind of has to pull him out. And Gage screams in agony. <laughs> There's so much agonized screaming. Like, it's one of the worst screams I've ever heard from a wrestler. Um, they, they, co- they go back to, to, to Bailey. They, they come back to, to J.C. Bailey. And he's got, like, one of the ugliest fucking backs you've ever seen. Like, just covered in blood. Yeah. Um, coming out fast and from a lot of spots. And we'll see it later, just how bad it actually is. Um, <clears throat> they cut back to him, and it's just great. It's awesome. Um, Gage and Zandig, what? They wander to it. Oh, this is a great spot. I love this. There's, like, a disembodied car door that's just separate. There's no car. It's just the door. And Gage sticks his head in the window, and it's a manual window. And he rolls up the window. <laughs> and then what is it? Is it a big mallet? Yeah. Like it mallet? Some kind of, some kind of uh, sledgehammer. It's like a, it's like the thing you hit at the circus. The fucking yeah. go ding. It's like one of those. And he so he's got Zandig's head stuck in the window, like trapped in the window, halfway rolled up. And he smashes the window. And like that's, a, I don't know. I don't know if that's, I don't know how safe that is. It seems like a. No idea. It's, it seems pretty I don't know. That's a good idea. They nailed it. I mean, it's fucking great. Zandig selling like, like a fucking bulldog. He's 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 blown up. He he he's already not the most. Uh, I would say you know, cardiologically gifted <laughs> individual. It's not conditioned, perhaps. Con- I mean, you know, he puts a lot of conditioner in his hair, but like yes, you know the. <laughs> He's he he his I would describing his I would describe his his selling in this as as being very um like mucus forward. You know? <laughs> it's uh yeah. It's it's very yeah. like very throaty, you know. Yeah. It's he's a congested sort of seller. <laughs> yeah. Uh, ba- uh Bailey suplexes Nick Gage into some big fucking crazy old piece of meat of like sheet metal. Like it's like cor- not corrugated. Um 
corrugated. It's like a, I don't know, not corrugated. It's like rough, like, you know, like a ruffles chip. It's like yes. a car, it's like part of a carport. Um, and it gets two, and JC yells, come on, Bryce. Which is when, that's when I realized it was Bryce Rumsford. Bryce and then there's some fucking it's, it's some barbed wire. Um, oh yeah, JC has some barbed wire. He's whipping Gage with it. He yells, "Give me some tubes!" And uh, there's fucking awful gash on Nick Gage's arm that oh, JC. Oh yeah, it's really nasty. It's fighting. He puts his mouth on it. He bites it. It's like they. So so this is what happens, right? He because he put his mouth on it, it kind of cleaned it up a little bit so that when they come back to it, you can really, it's not all covered in blood. You can see the actual wound and it's you get to the depth of the cut. Yeah. Horrific. Awful. And it, I, I, that had to have been from the fucking power bomb. Right. Yeah. Cause it's, it was like back of the arm. So when he takes that power bomb into that little window, his, his shoulders and his arms are all compressed. It's like, Oh my God. It's such there's a, nothing. To, there's no give. Obviously. And there's no give. <laughs> He kind of sinks into the little hole for a second until Zandig pulls him out and sets him on the ground. Um, God. There would be more given a ring, which is a fascinating <clears throat> concept, but it's just... Yeah. Because it's just like, at least you can stretch, you, you can mo- you can spread out your body no, it's, to absorb yeah. the impact. Yeah, he's completely compressed in there when he, when he takes it. Um, and uh, so he... Um, okay. JC Bailey says, give me some tubes. And then he says, give me two chairs. And so he puts the barbed wire on Nick Gage, and he puts chairs on either side of Nick Gage. Gage is laying on the on the canvas. Um, he puts the tubes across the chairs, so they're on, on, above Nick Gage um, with the barbed wire. He climbs the ladder, and he I, I believe he yells it again, double stomp. <laughs> and then what does he do? He does a double stomp uh, through the tubes and the barbed wire onto Gage. It's an insane looking spot. The barbed wire that was there for no reason is just stuck in Bailey's pants, and he's like, he doesn't even, he can't even, he doesn't even know where Nick Gage is anymore. He like landed and he doesn't even like, he's like fuck. Um, mm-hmm. And someone's gagging. I, I assumed it was either Zandig or Bryce Rumsberg, but you can hear someone gagging right after this. Yeah. Um, Zandig comes in and hits the he hits the pop up discus lariat. But he has to do it twice because he fucks it up the first time. He fucks it up the first time. Uh, maybe he thought that SMV would edit that out, but no. Um, he gorilla presses Bailey. Oh my god! Oh, this is the this is the so this is insane. Gorilla presses Bailey again. Yells CZ fucking W because I think Zandig. I think it's just literally in his in his like in his bones in his core. He cannot press slam someone without yelling CZ fucking W. When his arms go up and he's lifting that weight, it comes out of him. This is this is his uh, way of achieving uh, the mental state that he needs to enter Super Saiyan status and such like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm not an anime expert. No, but that's basically how it works. I think. Yes. Um, and he's he's you know his his hair starts sticking up. It's all blonde now. <laughs> Super Saiyan Zandig is a crazy idea. <laughs> <laughs> like just to think about his thin fucking hair becoming tall. <laughs> oh man! All right, I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna draw Super Saiyan Zandig. Um, go dig. <laughs> yeah, go dig. <laughs> go dig. Uh, you did not just call him the dig. Yeah. I did, man. I did. Yeah, I I call him dig multiple times in here. Um, I love I love the dig. Um, 
He gorilla presses J.C. Bailey. Poor fucking little guy. <laughs> he had some fucking awesome bombs of a gorilla press into a pit of mud. And, into a literal puddle of mud. Into a puddle of mud. Yeah, she fucking hates me. Um, It's, it's so funny. He it's... throws him like 20 feet or something. It's impossible. Did you see Jason the clip? <laughs> go go ahead. He's not was not a heavy man. But he's not I tiny either. He did that. Yeah, he's not tiny either. He was he was bigger than Mondo probably. Um, he's taller, I think. He's not Neil Diamond Cutter. No, he's not. Like yeah. Someone Sammy Callahan would do his Sammy Callahan shit too, but like, but it's like substantially smaller than. Yeah, Danny this Hatton isn't Lucky did. Thirteen getting thrown. It's a it's a it's a more substantial guy. Kyle Threat. Yeah, Kyle Threat. I mean, any you or I could do this to Kyle Threat. Um, <laughs> Fuck, we would have put him through a windshield and a half if we'd done that double fucking gorilla press to Kyle Threat. Um, shouts out. Uh, he goes about 15 feet or so out of the ring into this huge mud pit that also, by the way, he got a car stuck in earlier. <laughs> um, and it, so basically, it's a, it's not even a... There's no, there's no safe way to take this bump, obviously, and there's no control over your body because you let Zandig throw you. Now, that's your own fault for doing that, um, but you did it. Yeah. And I remember there's a shoot interview where Zandig like calls this and JC's like, do I have to? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Something like that. I might have the details wrong, but I know it was like a contentious thing. Um, he, he gets thrown in the fucking mud and it washes all the blood off of him. Um, you know, all that nasty shit also in the, like the uh, mud pit. I don't know. How dirty is that mud pit? Uh, who's to say, you know, Cars driving through it over and over. I wrestlers with a bunch of cuts all over their bodies, rolling in stuff. It can't be that much worse than I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I'm not a doctor. I'm not a yeah sanitation expert. Um, I'm no Tony Soprano, you know. Um, but yeah, he's got hundreds of cuts all over his body, and he's in the mud. Um, and then Zandig goes and he drags him and uh nick gage like by the hair both of his sons across yeah to a to a house of some kind by the uh, ear by the ear by the ear yeah the nape of the neck like a kitty cat um to a, to a house of some kind i guess the office the junkyard office um and then there's a there's a box truck waiting there there's for just them. people around too for the record there there are ostensible so, spectators yes. <laughs> one of whom i think is rock and rebel i can't prove that but it looked like rock well, and rebel they needed his license he's yeah. got a, not his wrestling his junkyard license <laughs> he's licensed to have a junkyard match in delaware uh, rock and rebel is he's the only guy they know who can do that um, we'll talk more about him later um but of course, he's a classic uh, murder suicider. <laughs> uh, we'll talk about that later. Um, the, uh, the the close-ups on J.C. Bailey's back now, now that he has been cleaned from the Dookie water, reveals multiple huge gashes that will need stitches. Like yeah. awful, awful cuts. The type that you know, like like death matches are great, and you know, you know, usually this kind, like these kind of wounds. You, you don't you want to avoid these you know this is not stuff that happens from light tubes this is stuff that happens from getting press slammed into a fucking windshield by a guy who you can't trust to do that fucking move um who's yelling the company's name while he does it like what the fuck <laughs> um 
Oh God! <laughs> Z fucking W. You know this is the thing though. The the yelling it. It's, you know, if you had like a manager at your work who was like constantly like going like, the the name of the company. Let's fucking go. Yeah. <laughs> like that would be the worst manager. That's the worst boss you could have. Is the guy who's like branding. <laughs> you know, like yeah. Shouting, fucking this, yeah, this company. Dollar General. (laughs) (laughs) I couldn't think of a company. You came up with the perfect one. UPS. (laughs) UP fucking ass. Can I get a chance? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. If you had a boss like that, it would suck. Um, And I... You know what? As much as they all love Zandig, I have a, a sneaking suspicion that he's probably not that good of good of a boss. <laughs> I think we see that <laughs> exemplified by, in the in our main event tonight uh, when uh, Adam Flash and Danny Rose really lay into him with some fucking chair shots. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Any chance <laughs> you get, fuck shit. Any chance you get. Um, Zandig tries to put them both on one table, okay? A table that is sagging already when Nick Gage is on Gage it. Is on it. And, it. and it almost falls over, and the camera... You hear the cameraman go... Huh? <laughs> like a, just a, the camera... The cameraman gasp. Always a good sign. Um, but he gets them both on there. Um, Bailey is, like, literally has one foot on the ground supporting his own weight. Because if he actually lays on the table, it's going to collapse, and the finish is blown, right? Yeah. So he's doing that. Meanwhile, Zandig has a fucking trash can full of half broken tubes and other garbage that he comes over and they're not even they do not see this coming he just dumps all this shitty trash on top of them all this fucking garbage and none of it stays on them it's not like it actually is like good for like a spot it just all it's just trash. it didn't matter at all it, it didn't no help value, really. it didn't add value at all it's just your boss dumping trash on your face <laughs> Then he goes up on top of this fucking box truck. He's like 15 feet in the air, or whatever. And he was he he yells CZ fucking W. Of course, this guy, and Zandig does his fat ass splash, fat, fat fuck splash. Yeah, where he gets like full extension. It looks like a, you ever see like a dog jump in the water. Yes, <laughs> it's like that. It's exactly he like that. He's a canine of a man. He is. He is sure. He's canonically a canine for sure. Um, he he does this uh, and he, this thing that almost he almost always hits it like this, the boss splash where he um he like undershoots his target by like just like just like six inches or a foot right so he always when he hits it's like chin and neck first and his back bends like backwards yeah um and then he gets the pin on both guys because that's he's the boss right and he i guess he wins the title is the <laughs> he wins the title the ultra violent holds for an unspecified number of days okay okay there you go well we're gonna do the complete history of the uvu title uh, uh as soon as we're done with the wbf hardcore title yeah <laughs> um we gotta do that show that's gonna be fun oh yeah um so zandig zandig's appearing on this show twice but you know he it, there i mean there is no us without him he is the boss <laughs> he is the boss eric he's the boss um and we're gonna uh we're gonna come back and talk about uh the the new boss um in just a bit 
and it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, how are you doing? Are you enjoying talking about I'm CZ? I'm feeling great. I'm feeling very good. Fucking W. It's really cool. Um, it is. It is like one of the few things where it's like the branding is actually it works. Like I, I do want to yell it, and I want to wear it on a T-shirt. Like it worked. It makes you want to bleed black and yellow. It does. It does. Black and gold. Take it back to 1999. I was going to play the song. Alright, I'm gonna listen to this while I go uh, use the bathroom. And it's gonna make it. It's gonna make it great. It's gonna make it excellent. That's a great Dan Demanto's in that. Yeah, JC Scott. Hellware Assassin is the only like guy who isn't like that good. Yeah, but Hellware Assassin is key for that era of of the the Delaware. Like he's just yeah, a, he's a douchebag who in Smyrna. Yeah, help. plus him plus him getting hit in the face by brain damage for six and a half minutes. That sounds like it was probably fun. I mean, without Hellware Assassin, would we have that insane Mark versus Jay Briscoe match? No, that's, it is a classic. I was thinking about that match within the context of uh, the Junkyard match. I fucking forgot to say how uh, the Junkyard oh. match is also the most CKY match of all time. There you go. Well, we're we're in. Welcome back to Wrestling is Gross. Um, I feel like we jumped in there a minute ago. I think saying something to the effect of, uh, you know, th- that something is the most CKY match of all time, that gets you that gets the, the uh, blood pumping back for where, like, you know the momentum is where you need it to be. Yeah. Um, no. The. Um, yeah. The 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 jackass nature of it. Uh, J C Bailey really does seem like he's from you know he like if he if he was wasn't so explicitly southern I would assume he was from Pennsylvania. Yeah. <laughs> he's from like an hour outside of, of Philly. Yeah. Um, like like all these other guys are right like Scotty Vortex and. Like, these guys are all just from, they're from, a lot of them are from Jersey or whatever, but they're from, down, you know, down the road a little bit. They went to a high school that was, like, not that big, and it was, they're all weird, and they're, like, one of the weirdest guys from their high school. Like, Burke, Nick Burke's a Philly guy, uh, Adam Flash. Yeah, but he's a ninth, that guy's Gen X. Nick yeah. Burke is a Gen Xer, <laughs> right? How old is Nick Burke? Oh, he was born in 80. He's not that old. Okay, okay. I guess he, he's a, he's an early millennial. Yeah. Um. Well, this is not that <laughs> Philly heavy of an episode of lo- of guys. Oh, uh, the guys we, we have, have no. One of, yeah, but one I'm, of the most Philly guy. Two well, extremely I was Philly about, guys coming up. I was talking about the tournament of death. Fast forward. I was just, oh, yeah. I was just looking at fucking t- tournament brackets. Um, was then, tournament of are the, are the are the weird European tournament of death uh fucking things recorded? I one have of them's to listed assume. here. There's tournament of death versus Gore Fest. And then TOD Europe from the year later, which obviously is just like Vex, Vey, like 
fucking. I, and Mas- I mean, I Masada know, I won both of them. <laughs> Is that possible? No, Masada won one of them. Tod and Gage won Tournament of Death versus Gorefest. Yeah, hilarious. Jo- uh, Jimmy mm-hmm. Havoc, of course, is in both of them. Being forty. Um. Yeah, and he's uh, and so they're they're doing, ICW's doing the um, was it God or whatever Game of Death? Is that what it's called? I didn't. I haven't seen this yet, honestly. Oh, it's uh, been... it's it's happening uh, uh, next weekend. Not this weekend, but next weekend. Dude, nice. In been, in yeah, Hull. Just... In Hull. Hole. Hole. Bloody. It's going to be bloody. It's going to be, uh, you know, bloody. Uh, uh, what? Are they, how do they say? What do they say over there? It's going to be bloody uh, brilliant, mate. You know? Yeah. It's going to be. Uh, what do they say in England? <laughs> I know they're all pedof- They're all pedos, right? All I know they pedos. say they say pedo, right? Yeah. Um, so I know they're, they're. Yeah, they're all nonces there. I do know that. Um, except for the ones that are on this card, they're good, right? Iceman, not a nonce. Um, his son, Jack Harrop, referenced on the episode last time. Yeah. I that's a crazy. Did you ever? Did I send you that clip? I don't know. You might as well send it back. He like nails a fucking nail through his ear into like a. It's, it's just a cool. Jesus. He does it to his dad. It's, <laughs> it's great. Um, it's fucking north baby so they're both in it and danny demanto is going to be there and you know emerson jane do you know this girl yeah she's cool she i think she's going to be around uh abdullah kobayashi's in it it's going to be cool it's gonna be a tournament it's gonna be great it's like uh next friday so it's like the 24th or something um so that's great that's a tournament to look forward to um in hull it's gonna be um what do they say over there (laughs) bloody you know it's gonna be bloody on one um is lou nixon there Lou Nixon, Clint Margera, uh, Darko. Danny yeah. Darko? Danny, it's, he just goes by Darko now. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, Atticus Coger is going to wrestle Clint Margera at some point, and he did that promo with Bam. Did you see that? Did he? Oh, my God. He does a, So he does a FaceTime with Bam Margera in the promo. Atticus Coger does it, and he and Bam Margera tells Clint Margera that he's a bitch and that he do, shouldn't, get, shouldn't use his name. Well, you can't necessarily disagree, even if, you know, Bam is not. How did you not see this? Oh, my God. I've been just very depressed, man. Oh, I hear Uh, you. Medication's fucked up. I hear you. Well, it unironically is. I got to talk to someone. I will. (laughs) I hear you. I hear you, pal. Um, God, you know, we haven't done a podcast since since he got uh, a little, a little, just a little something happened to old Vince McMahon. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> we are so ce- we celebrated the 25th anniversary of uh, his of uh, fucking Saint Van- Valentine's Day massacre yesterday by not talking about it because we can't talk about him anymore really. Yeah. Even though we're still gonna do the de- the, the fucking cr- uh, series on Vince. Yeah, because, it's weird like, though. It's definitely thing. different now. <laughs> no, it's a different vibe. <laughs> but at the same time, I guess literally everything that is detailed about him. Mm. Is something we already presumed. Yes, it is, but it is crazy. And yeah, did you read? Did you read all of it? I didn't read all of it, but yeah. I've read the most of it. I read uh, Brock. Brock's canceled. That's that's a shame, I guess. Yeah. Well, he was he wasn't going to be. How, how much longer of, could we have him around, anyways? Plus, there's stories of him like stalking Sable back. Oh in the yeah, day. it's nasty stories about him. Yeah, yeah. Lesnar's a damn freak, obviously. Yeah, not surprised. Um, but no, the um. Yeah, text message and shit. It's just crazy. It's just crazy shit. I don't know. Um, but yeah, we're going to do... I mean, we'll, we'll keep talking about that motherfucker. We're, I mean, hey, I'm, 
I'm gonna do a Benoit match on my fucking birthday episode, mm-hmm. so I'm gonna yeah. just go ahead and do that because um, it's a match that's weirdly important to me. Um, but we're gonna do that. I think that's gonna be in an episode or two. Um, Man, I'm thinking about that tag team uh, home run derby match from uh, between Ken Tra- uh, Ken Broadway and Matt Travis and the Rep from five years ago. Yeah, was that the the 19, 2019 one? Yeah, yeah. that's the one that has the Mance uh, Tremont match where they just disappear for five minutes, but it's a fucking good match. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah. That, they... that was a frustrating uh, match. I remember that. I remember thinking yeah. that was really irritating. Um, yeah, Tournament what of Death. promotion? Tournament from, from Tournament of Death. Death. Eight? TOD8, yeah. Um, this is a first round matchup between DJ Hyde. What's his name? David John. David John Markland. Markland, the owner, the boss, Eric, uh, versus Thumbtack Jack. Thumbtack Jack. What from a. From the fatherland. From, from their fatherland. <laughs> Weird, what, yeah. Larry says it. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, yes. All right. So Thumbtack Jack, who we also haven't talked about in five years. Um, no, we haven't talked about – we've only talked about once. The I haven't really thought about him. Drake. Honestly, I don't think about Thumbtack Jack very often. No, he had a short career, and the people who love him most are Europeans who we mostly just make fun of. Yeah. Um, it's the guys on Cage Match who are, like, writing reviews of Raw matches now, and they're like, the players were very robust. <laughs> Yeah, just these damn these <laughs> fucking animals, frankly. Seven also, out of ten, you know. <laughs> I think Thumbtack Jack only appears in like two different years in CZW two. He's not there that long, so no. that's our main promotion uh, to well, cover. Vex Vay. I mean, we we should. I I, you know, I got. I've really enjoyed Thumbtack Jack in this match. I got to be honest, and uh, I I it, I'm 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 working on something. Maybe I don't know. I'm gonna, I'm gonna do some. some I'm gonna do some kind Yeah. Uh, he's well. He so he's he's in that match with Nick Gage where they have the fish hooks. I've seen that yeah. from King of the Death '09 or whatever. I've seen that tournament, and it's that's and not Masters of Pain too. So there's some stuff. There's that's some stuff. I think that's the one where he faces Ito. I've I've never seen that. That's so that's one of those mini tournaments that I was just telling you about uh, off off microphone that I mm-hmm. I really want to watch because um, I've never seen a lot of that stuff. Yeah, I've seen maybe six or seven Thumbtack Jack matches ever, and they're all hilarious. He's a fucking funny guy. Um, this is, uh, it says it's a jack-in-the-box death match. I don't know, I don't know what that is. I think that's because it, that ends up being, like, a retroactive thing after DJ Hyde says he's going to send Thumbtack Jack home in a box or something like that. But I thought that that would Im- imply more. <laughs> is that what he- <laughs> Yeah. Um, before this, um, I caught a little bit of a Billy Graham and brain damage, uh... Oh, yeah, dude. Uh, homophobia promo that they... <laughs> <laughs> the switch played conspiracy. Yeah, yeah, with the the switch hitting uh uh cross dressing conspiracy or whatever. Mar- Marvin sounding very fucking hick. Uh, shocking that brain damage would sound like a hick. That's a funny. They were they're crazy. Billy Billy Graham is such a fucking he he's such a weirdo. Um, I know that he's supposed to be, and I know that's like the the idea. Yeah. But um, and the, just you know, I like I like the way he talks. I I think he's a great promo. Um, but man, they're, they say some really nasty things. Yeah. <laughs> you forget how edgy CCW is. I mean, I know that's ridiculous for me to say that out loud. I feel silly now that I've said it, but it's weirdly edgy. It's, we're not necessarily coming for that. I mean, I'm not, uh, I'm not, I, I'm not against it either. Um, yeah. I think it's a, a time and place. 
It's called 2009. Yeah, I mean, it, this it is like... a weirder time, man. It gets... Yeah, this is... It, it was, you know... Americans felt safe. <laughs> you could say whatever. Um, hateful language was much more common. Because nobody felt like they were actually going to... I don't know. It wasn't that good. <laughs> but it was, you know... Barack Obama was... He was hitting three-pointers, remember? Yeah. Yeah. Oh nine. Damn. They were going to fix the... What's happening? Oh nine. Was the economy good? <laughs> <laughs> Was it good? Somebody remind me. Um, no. All right. So, sorry. This is from <laughs> Tournament of Death 8, the Ocho. Um, Deej comes out to a middling reaction. Not really booze or anything. Um, now, has he just bought the company at this point? I don't think he's officially bought the company yet, but he's it's in the process. And this is the first TOD at the family farm. Right, right. Yes. So, he cuts a heel promo. Um and it's, you know, it's just talking shit. And John Zandig comes out. John Zandig, freshly shaved head. What year did John Zandig finally shave his head? I think it was 08, but I'm not 100% sure of that. I want to know. Because he still has the hair in 06. Right. I need to see the last. The I need to see the, 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 the farthest. I need to see the last one. We need to do that. We need to. That's what we need to do. There's an episode idea. Trajectory, Zandig's hair. Can we, can we, can we work on this? That'll be try. that's a sequel to this episode. And this episode is going great. Yeah. People are gonna want a sequel to this. About Zandig's hair. Um Yeah. Um Alright, so Thumbtack Jack uh gets a big reaction. Um they love him. And he you know, obviously he looks hilarious. He's got his white face mask on. <laughs> um what, He's got Timothy Chal Chalamet hair. He's got Timothy Chalamet hair. He's got the hoodie with the sleeves cut off and a wallet chain hanging from his white parachute pants. Um, elbow pads straight from the fucking kids section at Academy Sports and Outdoors. Yeah. He wears a kid's extra large. Um, there's two ring crew guys just hanging out in the ring holding up this light tube and concrete block contraption. Which, you know, you see you see these guys, and they, they're just sitting there in the ring, and you're like, well, I guess this guy's got to be the first thing they do, right? They're going to do this, yeah. and then those guys can get out, right? So then Deej and Teej, as I like to call them, <laughs> Deej and TJ, Thumbtack Jack, have a, yeah. gr- a great promo battle um, where Jack is just, you know, Thumbtack Jack is the, fu- he talks so funny. <laughs> I mean, not to be rude to, like, European Americans or European people coming to America to visit, speaking English. They speak two languages, and it's very impressive. Um, but it's very funny, also. Um, and I can say that about, because it's German, you know? <laughs> it's just awkward, yeah. It's, yeah, it's not like I'm saying this about a person of color. This is a German guy, so I can really get away with this right now. Um, he sounds like a fucking clown. <laughs> Thumbtack Jack is hilarious. Uh, is a little goofball. Um, and he's like, nobody likes you. Nobody likes you, DJ Hyde. None of these people, we're in your yard and nobody, not even your mommy and daddy like you. It's not quite right. But yeah. <laughs> you made him sound a little too much like Rosie Perez. Yeah, yeah, yeah maybe. <laughs> um, nobody likes you, DJ <laughs> Not even your mommy and daddy like you. Yeah, it's supposed to be like uh, Alex Wright, you know? Yeah. He's the only German guy I know. Um, uh, Franz von Beiten. I never saw him cut a promo. (laughs) Maybe he talked like that. You don't know. Maybe that's how Franz von Beiten talked. I can't prove it one or the other. (laughs) I can't Uh, disprove it. 
<laughs> Anyways, it's great. DJ Hyde is hilarious. Um, and DJ Hyde, we never talked about him on the show. Uh, we do we what? Uh, not good in a lot of ways, but interesting wrestler. He's not bad. He's just like weird and awkward. I mean, CZW has been worse since he bought it, obviously. And worse and worse, and and periods of ups and downs, right? But mostly bad, right? Like he's only yeah. done bad things for it. I want to say. Uh, it's it's hard. It's a hard promotion to run. Yeah, well, that's the thing is Zandig competing with the Zandig legacy. And such. Yeah, the vision that Zandig had it was just it's undeniable. Um, Deej doesn't have it, you know, and Deej, you know, he, what? It's crazy, you know. He's got. It's crazy now that that Brett Lauderdale, who's here just as referee, right? Yeah. Um, is now running a better version of what Deej, you know, or arguably better, but whatever it is, it's it's something else now. It's morphed into a different sort of thing. I'm not sure what it actually is, uh, but GCW is a really impressive company, obviously, uh, mm-hmm. r- running impressive venues and booking really cool matches and some really not cool matches, and you know, um, and DJ Hyde. Um, similarly had the ball and didn't fucking run with it you know and and 15 years later from now from from 2009 you know the state of ccw now is like nothing you know yeah i mean he it just it was it it's a hard business he uh i mean he gave sammy callahan the book like four times so that's something too right and you look at the, the 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 revolver like those promotions you know and you look at impact where i guess he had he had some booking influence there i've heard maybe i'm yeah. not really sure um <clears throat> he's he's a bad bad influence obviously uh these you know these guys fucking these guys come in and and, and what DJ Hyatt is he he doesn't have any vision, I don't think. I think that's the thing. Is he he was just a he was kind of a nobody. I mean, he was a he was like a trainee, right? Like 2005, yeah. like he was like a big guy, but he was like I didn't take him seriously. No, he's a big goofy teams of John Dahmer and stuff. Yeah, and he was like you know, he's not as good as Eddie Valentine. Where's Eddie Valentine? Bring back Eddie Valentine. <laughs> Fuck DJ Hyde. And he's wrestling Jude. How many yeah. times do you see DJ Hyde versus Jude? Like, I feel like that's a match that happened four or five times. Might have just happened once. I don't know. Uh, Might have never happened, and I've just burned it into my memory because it's two guys that I should not have ever cared about. What if Jude had bought fucking CCW? Like, I'm trying to think of like, yeah, like like John Dahmer. If he had, John Dahmer had bought CCW, John Dahmer was like a good trainer by all accounts and trained like a mm-hmm. lot of good wrestlers. Like, John Dahmer's CZW might have been a really something interesting, you know? DJ Hyde is the guy. Why? Why? <laughs> so, all that said, um, I do blame him for a lot of it. And I think it colors my opinion of him as a worker, which I don't think I've ever really been able to fully separate from the fact that I think he kind of blew it. Yeah. Um, and has continued to blow it. And I've given him a lot of chances, you know? Um, so with all that said, since we've never talked about him before, um, do you want to defend him in any way? <laughs> I mean, eh, I don't know anybody. I don't think any, I mean, Z- these Zandig years are also like, these are like, like 2007 yeah. stuff like that. Fucking weird. I haven't watched it. I can't really, like, I can't say that, it, that the momentum was with DJ. He just never like, 
necessarily he just didn't really have a plan he didn't squander but he didn't have a plan yeah no it seems it seems like a weird company in 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 07 um yeah well they um (laughs) thumbtack jack is is this his first match in ccw no i don't think so okay I, I don't know why I thought it might have been. It seems he seems like he. So it, he said in in Germany they said that I should kill you. Yeah. They chanted at me that I should. They chanted me that I should kill you, DJ Hyde. Ha <laughs> ha He doesn't. This weird little laugh. This it doesn't. Weird pasty body. It's not quite like I just did it, but it was you know it's it's the spirit of it. He does like a you know it's like it's like a you know David Thewlis in uh, yeah. in Big Lebowski <laughs> in that one scene. Not- Knox Harrington. Knox Harrington. <laughs> uh, it's kind of like that. He kind of reminds me of that character. Um, thank you for yes, thank you so much. Um, so, opening bit here. Uh, Jack, like uh, he's got a light tube. He like ducks under a layer or whatever. He throws a light tube at DJ, who catches it, but also it kind of clunks him in the face, <laughs> and he goes whoa. <laughs> he like makes a sound, and then Jack Polish hammers it into his face. It's, chest it's really good um and then they do this rope running sequence while having to avoid the two guys standing in the ring holding up all that shit and, yeah and what they're holding up it's like it's like a cd rack basically but it's it's like it's 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 made of two big uh stacks of c- cinder blocks that have a bunch of light tubes going across each stack and it's about like five or six feet high but it looks like a really weak piece of shitty furniture you'd get to put your CDs on in 1998. Yeah. Um, from the you know from Circuit City where you shouldn't buy furniture. <laughs> um. And so they're there, and they have to. Thumbtack has to run the ropes and try to avoid running into these guys, <laughs> and they're just trying to hold it up, and it's like bouncing around, and it's a whole disaster, right? And you're like, okay, well, this is a great start. They're gonna they're gonna break through this immediately, right? And then no, they go outside the ring. <laughs> and those guys have to stay in there holding it up. And what do they do? What was so important that they had to do this before they broke that thing? Well, of course, Thumbtack Jack pulls out a big black dildo and puts it in DJ Hyde's mouth. I feel like DJ got a lot of dildos put in his mouth over yeah, the of his career, right? It does feel like he's had a lot of dildos in his mouth in public in, in on on video. And it seems like maybe that's something that he's interested in, perhaps. Tommy uh, Dreamer getting hit in the nuts. Yes, yes, it's similar. Except this is I mean, well, I don't know. This is out in his parents' yard too, you know? Yeah. Um and then, he, you know, what, TJ tries to shove it up his ass a little bit. Like, not really. He doesn't pull his pants yeah. down. But he kind of just jams it in his butt a little bit. Like, as a joke. I mean, obviously, Thumbtack Jack's not trying to actually penetrate. Because Thumbtack Jack isn't, like, about that shit, right? Um, he's not going to... That's not what he's about, right? Yeah. Um, even though DJ probably did ask him before the match, you could just stick it right up my ass. <laughs> just go ahead and pull my, pull, my tie, pull my ties to the side. Just stick that dildo up my ass. No, it'll go up. It'll go in. Trust me. <laughs> no, pop will be huge. It'll be a huge pop. And TJ's like, okay, I, I no. He, why is he Mexican now? Fuck. Uh, what? Well, he's like, um, oh, oh, okay. I don't. I, I can't do. <laughs> I've lost it. I've lost it because now I've put that image out there. 
of him pulling DJ Hyde's tights to the side and shoving a dildo up his ass. But that is basically what they do. Um, that's the beginning of the match. That's the opening spot of the match. Yeah. <laughs> so what do they do next? Okay, well, they make their way back into the ring, of course, naturally. And then Thumbtack Jack gets heaved, like, long distance, like a lazy power slam into the tubes that those guys were holding up, right? Yeah. Hilarious that those guys were there, and they were like, okay, we're going to be here, and you guys are going to do the spot. And they're like, yeah, but hang on. We're going to go... We're gonna go. We're gonna be right back. We gotta do. You guys keep holding these two towers of cinder blocks up and the thirty light tubes that are suspended between them. You guys sit here and hold these up for a minute. We're just gonna go do some dildo spots in the yard. <laughs> and then DJ has like a knife or something. <laughs> what? He, they escalate from. Yeah, he cuts him. He cuts his forehead open with a knife. It's just a knife. <laughs> What the fuck is wrong with DJ Hyde? Like, seriously. Those two guys had to stay in the ring while they did that. While they ran around doing dildo spots in the yard. In his parents' yard. In his parents' yard. Are they watching? No, surely not. Oh, he's got the dildo again. Stop. Let's go back. Jeff. Jeff. Jeff Hyde. Jeff Markland. Jeff. He's got the he he's got the dildo out again. They know they've done this. They've seen this for years. Before he owned a company, he would just be out here doing this stuff with some German guy that he met. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, he gives a all right. He gets him in the he gets him up in the corner. DJ Hyde gets uh, Thumbtack Jack up in the corner and gives him a, a a forearm and a chop and another forearm. And some guy in the in the crowd yells "stiffer," and DJ, God, DJ's so fucking lame. Don't stop acknowledging them. They're only they're gonna eat you alive, DJ Hyde. You have mm-hmm. no idea what you're fucking walking into. DJ says, "You want stiffer?" And then he is about to do another chop, but then he doesn't. He just pinches both of Jack's nipples, and then he like erotically licks the knife. It's just crazy. Um. God, what the fuck is wrong with him? I don't know. He has Sammy brain. I don't know. What can I say? Just no, made this sense is, at the time. He's got it far worse. Whatever he's got goes back further than whatever Sammy's got. He's older. How old this is, is he? How old is he? Uh, he's like 46 now. Now? He looks 46 here. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Holy shit, man. <laughs> yeah, he was 31 when this happened. <laughs> he's 31?! Yeah. That motherfucker is not 31 years old. I mean, he kind of hasn't aged in the last, like, 15 years. I don't know. Mm, this is, like, a 31, like, Civil War <laughs> <laughs> veteran. Like, what the fuck? Um, he does kind of look like a Civil War veteran, actually. <laughs> uh, Mom, I just got done. It was another tough day at the front lines. And it's like, you know, <laughs> DJ Hyde. Yeah, I hit I hit a, a soldier. I hit a, 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 a one of the I hit one of my it was it was friendly fire, but I hit him with the with the lariat on the battlefield and I killed him. And I'm being court-martialed, Ma. I'm coming home. They said <laughs> they said to me, Lariat God, you're just too you're just too much for the uh, for the army. <laughs> He's just this guy who looks like a short, dumpy version of Kane. 
he does look he does look like he's gonna run for mayor at some point in the next 10 years of like a shitty delaware town and he's gonna win i can't i mean who the hell is running uh fucking (laughs) that the town that markland acres is in we should towns in delaware probably nobody yeah we should we should find out um And see if this is a possibility. Um, no, did you see Trump uh, talking up Kane and the Undertaker in that speech like last month? No. Oh man, he he like he he brings up this guy is so big, Kane. He's a big, you know, this guy, Mayor of Knox County, Kane. <laughs> it's great. It's a great clip. I'll, it's another thing I got to send you. Um, I forgot the other thing I was going to send you, and the other other thing I have also forgotten about. So we'll mm-hmm. have to. I got to start writing these down. Um, but he, uh, but but anyways, people saw that clip. People, everybody listening. Okay, well, imagine Donald Trump saying that about DJ Hyde. <laughs> um, all right, so there's a cinder block. Um, there's a bunch of cinder blocks in the ring, and uh, he's he gets he's got uh, Thumbtack Jack down on his back. He puts a cinder block under his head and tries to squish it with another cinder block. But Thumbtack Jack moves and the cinder block breaks into a ton of pieces, tons into tons of pieces, a ton of pieces. Yeah. Um, DJ Hyde then uh, kind of blows the next spot. They go for like a, he's going to, so he's going to go for a bulldog. Uh, TJ's going to hit a bulldog, but DJ bumps for it before Thumbtack Jack actually is doing the bulldog. So he takes a really hard bump into the concrete, but he, he but then he has to get up and do it again. Um, which is kind of funny. And then Thumbtack Jack hits a frog splash elbow drop off of one cinder block, like an eight inch tall. Yeah, he hits like a low down elbow drop. <laughs> cool, I guess. Nice, dude. Nice yeah. work. Um, that was the other thing about Thumbtack Jack was he would do shit like frog splash elbow drop. But he would also, he would say it. I remember there was a match I saw with him where he, he's, he's going to go up to the top rope and just like J.C. Bailey would call his double stomp, Thumbtack Jack would like be like, Frog splash elbow, and he would. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. Feel free to correct me if nobody, if if anybody out there has ever seen every thumbtack jack match, you've never seen him say frog splash elbow and then hit the the low down elbow drop. Then please please feel free to correct me. Wrestling is gross at gmail.com. Um. So yeah, that's that's good. Um. He uh, DJ responds by picking up a huge piece of concrete and just hitting Jack in the head with it, and it's like it's nasty. It's a nasty shot. It's a big piece of fucking concrete, and he just right, right, right in the head. Not very glorious. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> looks like it. You know, could have really hurt him. Um, then DJ scoop slams him onto the pallet of cinder blocks, or not, not pallet, but it's like a a a, a sur- solid surface of like a sixteen or a dozen cinder blocks. Um. Brett is the referee here, and he gets yelled at by commentary for counting to two, despite um, Thumbtack Jack having his legs in the ropes and, and laying on top of cinder blocks and not the mat, <laughs> which I guess probably would also break the rules. I'm not really sure what yeah. the rules are there. Um, Thumbtack Jack I, makes a... Oh, so go ahead, go ahead. I mean, this match ends up being... There's like a false count. This match is also a false count anywhere. Is this one too? So. Oh, yeah, I guess it is. <laughs> yeah, I guess you're right. Um, there's a pen on the floor. Um the uh, the work rate comeback that Jack makes with a he hits a Rana and like a flipping neck neck uh, neck breaker, um, while there's people in the crowd that are yelling, um, "Take your shirt off to Deej!" Yeah, and then somebody right after that says, "Yeah, pussy." So it's going well for DJ Hyde. Um, he's being very well respected. Um, 
Jack hits a uh, like a casador into a bulldog into into some tubes and like cinder blocks. Like, you know, they're they're shouting like the crowd is abusing Deej. They're like, uh, oh yeah, this is somebody yells. Oh my god, this is this is so rude. This I don't know how much you were like paying attention to this stuff. I was paying attention. Somebody yells, "You're skinny, Deej." I heard that. That's very funny. And then right after, someone says, "Yeah, you're skinny." They start chanting. Uh, there's a chant of your mom rocks. I think so. That there, there. So there's a little kid that you see later on because you hear him chanting for Thumbtack Jack at a certain point too. You hear like little kids chanting, and I spotted a little kid and a, and a lady. So I'm pretty yeah. sure they're chanting your mom rocks at this little kid who was in the front row cheering for Thumbtack Jack. They were cheering at his mom. It could, yeah, but for it's bringing an eight year old. They're, <laughs> they're trying to chant for DJ Hyde's mom and being like. Your mom's great at oh, like smoking oh. my meat or whatever. Oh, okay. They're saying okay. Um, man, I I did not think about that. I I, I think it's rude to attack them because they you know they're, they're just trying to put on an event. They're they're you know what they know he's gonna get the dildo out and they're just like oh okay here he is just get it over with. <laughs> oh man, um, DJ. I, so good we've never talked about him on the show and i'm so glad we finally got a chance to talk about him and he's in his element that's for sure he's an inimitable figure there's nobody like no one would imitate him (laughs) no one would even try um he hits a boss man slam goes for the lariat thumbtack jack blocks lariat with a cinder block so like forearm hits a cinder block great Mm -hmm. Thumbtack Jack grabs a syringe and stabs DJ Hyde through the arm and squirts it out through like a through the exit wound, right? Yeah. Um, I assume there's you know AIDS in there or whatever. Yeah. What do you, you put AIDS in the syringe? Um, commentator says hopefully it wasn't used. That's good. Um, Deej goes for a sleeper hold of, or like a suplex of some kind now, but then Jack has another syringe and sticks it in his other arm, st- squirts it out. Um, and Deej backs away this time, the stick's still hanging from his arm, you know? Yeah. Crowd's, like, losing it. Crowd's going nuts. They did not expect to see anything like this. Like, you see people, like, stand up when they start to realize what is happening. Um, which is a thing that's kind of lost now. We can I mean, I don't know. It still happens occasionally. Um, but a lot of this stuff has been done now, you know? So it's, when the syringe comes out, it's like, oh, he's got the syringe. Okay. Here we go again with the fucking syringe. Yeah. <laughs> you know? But here it was like nobody had ever seen this shit before, and it's this weird little German fucker, you know? <laughs> um, and then, so what do you think? The mouth, What? how do you feel about this stuff? Does this stuff make you like want to throw up at all? Do you, nah, I think I'm used to it. You're used to it? Did it, the, yeah. like, was it, was this, did this it, ever bother you? Because no, I know I this stuff like, bothers people sometimes. I think it's like, a fish, a fish hook in the mouth bothers me more. For example, uh, I don't know why this isn't bothering Yeah, something in through the, the neck. cheek stuff. Through the cheek stuff is weird. The the syringe is the best thing to go through the cheek. The neck thing, what is the neck thing? Who's doing? Or you put it through the throat. Through the throat. There's, that happens in Fumta- happens in Fumtack Jack versus Drake. Versus maybe, Drake, or yeah. maybe it's something with the, in a Danny Havoc match. We've talked about it before. Yeah, and that that's just because that feels like and it's like the tattoo like, needle or something usually. Uh, in this case, it was a syringe, uh, mm. for sure. I think there's just, like... That's gotta be a uh, syringe, yeah. Yeah. There's just such a, like... For me, anything where it's, like, the, uh... 
the rate, uh, like the the rate that this could fucking go wrong. Mm-hmm. That's the issue. Because I, 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 it's like you don't want to have anxiety necessarily while you watch a wrestling match. I don't. Yeah, I don't need this to be like. I don't need them to be doing things. Not that level. Where it's like they're they're trying to calculate the risks like that. Like yeah. that's just like 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 where you have you need yeah, actual yeah, yeah. technical skills as opposed to just like well if I throw my body this way I'll probably go this way. Yeah, or I know that there's a bone here and it's not going to get penetrated by this thing and, you know, there's no big arteries. Or, like, you know, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. No, it's it's a weird thing. The neck the, the neck is a scary one, for sure. Um, that's That's got to be one of the worst ones, too. Um, so, yeah, DJ gets... Uh, he sticks a fucking syringe in Jack's mouth through the cheek and the inside, sticking through the out, sticking through the cheek, squirts it out the fucking exit wound out of the side of his cheek gets a second yeah. one sticks it crisscross <laughs> excuse me i'm getting a little i feel a little sick actually <laughs> um the um sticks it and there's t- it, and he's got a fucking syringe in each side of his mouth um and it's hanging and he's got him in his mouth and he's got his mouth wide open and he sort of runs around like he's like uh like a scream queen you know yeah. Like fucking Carrie with the fucking blood on her. Like he looks crazy, you know? Um, and he's got great juice. Jack did, like was bleeding a ton and from all over his body. The tubes early on that those guys had to hold up for him. He yeah. had a ton of fucking blood on his like back and his side from that. So he just looks terrifying. It's like a really it's a pretty it's one of the one of the most sickening things. He does an eyes wide open like his eyes go really wide. Yeah, his and you can see, yeah, his like it, it's like his yeah, you see his fucking eyes. It's really, it's really intense. Um, and the crowd also, the crowd is like going nuts. You see people. So when he puts the first one in, um, he's sitting down, right? And Deej is behind him like like he's going to put on a rear naked choke or whatever, right? It's like yeah. a rest hold. And he puts it in his mouth and then he spins Jack around 180 degrees does the other one and spins him back around the other. Like, that's how, that's, so I was like, oh, DJ Hyde's a professional wrestler. He knows what the fuck he's doing. Yes. Like, that, he's maximizing this. And that, I thought that was so beautifully done. Um, that was, like, a really impressive thing. And so when he gets up, and it's, you know, he looks crazy, he's screaming, he's, like, panicking and spinning around, and then DJ Hyde hits him with the funniest possible fucking wrestling move he could do in the situation. Kick, wham, stunner. Hits him with a Jerry Lawler stunner. Yeah, yes. <laughs> Almost as good as that. Uh, and the near fall is hot as hell. The crowd is like losing their minds. Uh, and there's a thumbtack, jan- ch- uh, thumbtack Jack chant here. This is where the little kid uh, Thumbtack Jack chant is. There's a little kid in a green shirt. You can you can hear him. Yeah. Um, uh, fuck you, DJ chants. Uh, like just out of nowhere as he's like setting up a pane of glass across some cinder blocks. And then Thumbtack Jack gets the advantage, brings out some more, like, some, some like, syringes that are squirting uh, fluid, and it... It appears to be green. It's, it's glowing. It looks kind of like the ooze. Um, it kind of looks like aloe vera, I thought. It's kind of... Yeah. Like, um, and he's squirting it on the pane of glass, and you see a couple of, like, dudes in the crowd stand up and, like, lean in, and they're, like, figuring it out. And then you see the one guy start chanting, Fire! 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 <laughs> like, when he figures it out, and it's great, and then other people start chanting it. Like, you could see the first guy who figures it out, you can see him on the hard cam. And he's he's the smartest guy in the crowd. <laughs> yeah. Um, And uh, 
Jack lights it up, and the, the commentators are shocked by a flaming piece of glass. Like, it, you know, you're getting the table removed. Like, wood is removed from the, the equation entirely. Yeah. We're setting the glass on fire. We don't need anything else. And then Jack goes for top rope Rana, immediately gets super power bombed, fucking Pitbull style. Looks great. It looks really good. Flaming glass. And it, you know, you see the slow motion in the replays. You can yeah. see the glass shatters, and there's still somehow a fire there. That oh, yeah. It, and it's awesome. It's such an incredible image. And in full speed or in slow motion, it's fucking great. Um, it's a hell of a bump. And then Jack runs out of the ring. And I think Larry Larry Legend is yelling, "Help him! He's on fire!" <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. And then back in DJ goes for the lariat because that's what he does. And then uh, fucking Jack Gomengiri. That's how you. That's how you block a fucking anything, a lariat or a fucking power drill. Yeah. Um, Deej falls backwards off this Gomengiri. Arms get wrapped in the ropes like he's fucking Andre the Giant, which is great. It's you know, great. Um, nobody does it anymore. It hurts. I know that like it's a really painful thing to do with most most ropes are tight. Um, like the old WWE ropes, it was easy to do. I guess maybe mm-hmm. I don't know. So, uh, yeah, it's not. Those were yeah. Those are like famously loose ropes. Yeah, it's not comfortable to do in like a modern ring. I know that, um, which is why nobody does it. Um, then Jack gets. Are these tattoo needles? What are these? I thought these are acupuncture needles. Acupuncture needles. Oh my god. Um, he sticks, what, six or eight of them yeah. in, in his head <laughs> and like, not like sort of random spots. I don't know if there's a pattern. Could you tell? I don't think there's a pattern. I think he was just trying to stick them like where the, like the camera could see them. Yeah. Yeah. Spread out. So it was just visible as visible as possible. So he sticks all these fucking acupuncture needles in DJ's head, grabs a chair. He's going to swing the chair. But then he puts the chair down. <laughs> this is the cra- this is the this is the craziest fucking spot. This is the craziest goddamn thing I've ever seen. Oh yeah. He puts the chair down, goes and gets a fucking cinder block. And I don't I Dead Fod. <laughs> I mean it looks like a <laughs> It looks like a cartoon. Yeah. But the cin- what the what it does, the cinder block to the head the the image of it like it's like a shot like this from jerry would have flattened tom and then the cartoon would have faded to black yeah he would have been like he would have walked away with his fucking head tucked into his feet and it, it and it would have been duh, 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 you know like this is, looks like it should have killed him and also he had a bunch of shit sticking out of his head <laughs> Do those? Uh, what happened to the needles? I was. It's like, it's like you know, they all flew off. Some of them got bent up. Uh, but like you know, it's like he's like could have drove it through his brain. Like that's crazy. That's so crazy. I mean, I yeah, I guess probably not acupuncture needles. They probably don't make them so they go through the brain. Yeah. Maybe if they were really nice ones, mm-hmm. you know. Um. Yeah, and that's the finish, obviously. <laughs> Um, he pins him. He pulls him out of the ropes and he pins him. Um, but it's it's this it's the, the when he hits him and I watch it over and over and you watch it in slow motion too, like the compression. The it looks like he it looks like he fucking bashed his fucking skull in. Oh yeah. <laughs> and you see like people like sitting 
like people anybody who's like next to anyone grabs their friend's shoulder and they're like oh <laughs> no it's stunning it's it's not expected at all everybody's consoling everyone else because they're like oh he just killed him he's fucking he just dead killed dj Hyde. We're, we're gonna have to watch his mom his mom just watched him get a dildo in his mouth and now he's dead <laughs> Oh man, I didn't know I was gonna see a guy get fucked and killed today. God damn. CZW. CZ fucking W. He said with a dildo in his mouth. All right, main event time. Main event time. <laughs> oh, oh, it's the boss, Eric. Um, it's Sheriff Lobo versus John Zandig. The date is July thirteenth, two thousand two. It's from Deja Vu. It's a no rope barbed wire match. Oh, Sheriff Lobo. So, um, I'm going to... You, you'll hear the clanking of ice. I apologize. Um, this is the month after the, the first show I ever watched. Mm-hmm. And this is set up. This is the starts. We'll, we're going we're gonna to cover... Actually, this is two matches. Because we're going to do Sheriff Lobo versus the Wife Beater. As the actual, what, uh, scheduled main event? Yeah, advertised the main event, yeah. Which is absurd. Now, the Wife Beater, of course, was injured... Um, I don't know if it's a work or if it's a shoot, but by Justice Payne, <laughs> probably a shoot. Yeah. Um, when he hit him with like a pain thriller off the side of the cage of death, right? Yeah. Into the ring through a table or some shit. Like he actually fucked his shoulder up, and I'm pretty sure that like basically made Wife Beater retire. Yeah, more or less. I, I mean, I'm sure he had other injuries from all the other fucked up crazy shit that he did, um, on multiple continents, but. Um, I'm pretty sure Justice Payne is probably responsible, but he's dead, so that's we're not going to be too uh, mean to him. And he's Wife Beater, now. he's dead yeah. now. Wife Beater looks awesome. I don't know if you've seen Wife Beater. He was at a yeah. G- he was at Tournament of Survival or something last year, or mm-hmm. some or some show. I saw him. He looked great. Um, but he came out with a weed whacker and like chased somebody. You know, like he does. It's what he should do. He should be like Stone Cold. He should be like late era Stone Cold. Yeah, yeah, he should come out on a fucking four wheeler. (laughs) I I have to assume that Wife Beater owns a four wheeler, right? You hope. Yeah. Um. All right. So now, say, is that Sheriff Lobo, or is that Star of Franklin and Bash Brecken Meyer? Lobo's such a funny looking guy. Take a look at Lobo and tell me you don't see. He looks a little bit like Breckenmeyer. Breckenmeyer. Okay, he comes out. He's 27 years old here, which is how old Breckenmeyer is and will always be. <laughs> uh, right? Breckenmeyer, star of Clues. Yeah. Um, Sheriff Lobo's here. He's got the Green Day Kerplunk shirt. Um, and, you know, Lobo actually seems to have a better understanding than most of how far he should hold the microphone from his face because you can hear him when he cuts a promo. <laughs> Yeah. He's the only guy um, who, who you can actually understand. Um, how, now, have we, ever, have we ever talked about Lobo? Only within the context of KJF5, as far as I know. Ridiculous. Um, this is, I wrote down, now what's this guy's deal? Is he 45 years old or 25 years old? <laughs> Why is his name just Lobo? <laughs> what kind of a name is Lobo? I assume he liked the comic. What what kind of a wrestling name is Lobo? What the fuck, dude? Why is your name just Lobo? Like, it seems like it should be, like, John Lobo. This should be John Zandig versus John Lobo. No? Yeah. And John Wifebeater. 
John Sicknick Mondo. <laughs> Big John Max Mac. John Zibar. <laughs> John, John Justice Payne. John House. Uh, okay. John Justice Payne. Yeah, John Justice Payne. Okay. Um, so we're um, we're we're blessed. We're so blessed for this. You know, this is not just Sandig versus Lobo. Um, this is also murder suicide or rock and rebel is special guest referee. All right. And, uh, he comes out, he's got a green, uh, he's got a green flannel that's cut off at the bottom and has the sleeves cut off. None of the buttons are done. He's <laughs> got a Confederate flag do rag on <laughs> fucking Christ. This guy <laughs> fucking Chuck. <laughs> so he's, uh, so he also obviously uh, famously murdered his wife and then killed himself, uh, Rock and Rebel. Um, also was the guy who had, it was his ring or it was his promoter's license or something. Like, what was the deal? Do you remember? I think it was his ring. Yeah. So it was like, he, 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 he was always on shows because he could promote and he knew, he knew, like everybody, he knew everybody. If you wanted to run fucking Philadelphia, you had to do it through fucking Rock and Rebel. You know, even if you were Ring of Honor, sometimes there's Ring of Honor shows where Rock and Rebel is on them because he was the guy who got them the fucking ring in the building or whatever. Mm -hmm. Absurd. Awful fucking wrestler. Awful guy, obviously. Killed himself. Uh, (laughs) Not saying anything about that, but it it did happen. Um, Not a charming performer, really. No, not, you know, I would say largely lacking in charm um, on every level. He's funny, but not intentionally. Yeah, it's not a charming funny. It's like a pathetic funny. <laughs> it's not a charming pathetic either. <laughs> the Venn diagram is like, yeah, it's not really working out in the favor of charming. Um, Big Mac Smack and Wife Beater come out. Big Mac Smack smiling. He's um carrying. He's got his hands behind him. He's carrying half of a barbed wire table that Wife Beater is carrying on the other side while Wife Beater is eating chips. Two different bags of hers on it. Two different bags of hers. I didn't catch the flavor. One looked green, so I'm assuming it was pickle. Um, well, you had a barbecue, and you had a classic, uh, you know, just salt and grease. Okay, okay. Um, so he's, you know, spraying them all over the crowd. Wife beater, he's the greatest. He's He looks incredible. He's a proper fucking pro wrestler. It's kind of silly we didn't really, we didn't pick an episode of, or a match of his to do here, really, but... Uh, He's just, he's the man. Wife Beater's like, he's the first guy I ever saw, you know, swing a light tube. That's a guy. He fucking jacked it off first, then he hit Lobo in the face with it after he suplexed him off the stage. It's the first time I ever saw any of this shit. So Wife Beater and Lobo are, and that was the month before this. Like, they're deep deep in my, you know, knowledge um, and my love for this shit. Um, So they start... With a match, you know, and I didn't really remember how much of this was a match. I I know that there's like an injury and Wife Feeder leaves and Zandy comes in, right? Yeah. Um, th- but like Wife Feeder hits like a suplex. He hits his awesome STO, which mm-hmm. is like like Ogawa, like a pro, yeah. like as close to anyone ever came to hitting it the same way Ogawa intended when he invented the fucking move. Um, he's got yeah. I mean, Wife Feeder's got like a great like physical presence, so it's like he just he just like hits that with a ton of snap too. Yeah, his his move set isn't like isn't even that limited. He's like a power guy who's who's got like a bunch of stuff, you know. Um, he's like a really good version of Test or whatever, you know. Um, that would have been a good match. 
test like wife beater gets signed by WWE and then he's he's he he works for like the ECW brand in 06. <laughs> and then CM Punk, you know, CM Punk versus Test versus um Bobby Lashley versus Wife Feeder <laughs> Elimination Chamber. Yeah. December to dismember. Um so Wife Beater what he hits him with a chair shot to the head. Lobo comes back, hits him with a like a DVD um onto that barbed wire table, not really through it, it just kind of falls over. And Beater sells it like he's re-injured the shoulder. And it looks legit. Like he's he looks. I mean, I, oh yeah, he looks out. I believe his selling is a hundred percent legit. But I also think this was obviously all at work too. So I don't know. Yeah. Um, I mean, it they could have just been the worst result possible, just for the sake of comedy, you know. Well, I mean, famously, Zandig has sent guys out to improvise finishes for matches after somebody gets hurt. I mean, it's happened to Drake and Moxley. And somebody else, I feel like, you know, it's a thing that happens. Uh, yeah. Kid Osborne, I think, had to go out and work after uh, Devin Moore broke his ankle or some shit. Do you remember yeah. this? Yeah. Excuse me. Um, and it was just, you know, it's a thing. I mean, that was DJ that did that, but, you know, it's a CZW tradition. Yeah. Fucking up in a main event, and then somebody has to go out and cover for you. Um, but no, this is obviously supposed to be Zandig and Lobo. And, um, uh, they what they count rebel counts him out and gets on the mic he, like rebel gets on the on the mic mumbles some shit <laughs> yeah well but guess wife beat is really hurt so you know um the crowd is chanting bullshit and they're chanting zandig john house says i hope the wife beater never comes back and eric says oh my god eric says somebody shoot you <laughs> just somebody shoot you He's so phenomenally melodramatic. Just somebody shoot you. I wish Alan Iverson was right here now so we'd take care of you. Alan Iverson's got enough of his own problems right now. <laughs> so fucking good. It's so good. Um, I don't want Alan Iverson shot somebody. Uh, he was like in trouble for having a gun illegally and stuff like that. Oh, that's so, all right. Well, one of the greatest ever to do it. Had his shoes. Yeah. Um. Zandig is here, obviously. Um, he's, he climbs over the rail from the other side of the crowd, like from the front door where fans enter. Um, and he gets in the ring, and he's right behind Rebel, who doesn't see him, and his music hits then. <laughs> um, which is, it's, it's, uh, it's Skid Row. What's the song called? Youth Gone Wild. Youth Gone Wild. My God. This um, 38-year-old man. It's so funny. It's and then so... 38. Yeah, well, nobody knows how old Zandig is. <laughs> no. Um, nobody's ever seen his birth certificate, actually. Um, I've heard he was actually born in Kenya. <laughs> yeah. Um, he, uh, he just spits some water casually in Rebel's face, like, hilariously, like, because they're buddies. You know, that's the thing about Rebel and Zandig. Those two guys go, like, that's, that, that's the Pat or the, the, the Bruce Pritchard to his, to his vents, you know, or whatever. Yeah. Um. For sure, like even the maybe even Kevin Dunn <laughs> knows all the stuff. Um, so Zandig's got two gold hoop earrings, like some fucking hood rat. Mm. <laughs> A leather jacket with no shirt on underneath. <laughs> Why would he ever wear a shirt if he didn't have to? Well, sure, right. Uh, Eric tells us that recently Zandig won the world title in Ireland, but lost it back to Justice Payne the next day or something. 
<laughs> uh, Zandig tells Lobo to not be a pussy. Um, Eric says his manhood is in question right now. And this goes on for a while. <laughs> uh, Rebel has his shirt off, you know, like it goes on for a while. Zandig says, uh, he says, I'm going to go out to my truck and get my pads. I'm going to be back in 60 seconds. Back in 60 seconds. He exits through the front door of the arena and his music hits. His mu- He leaves and then his music hits. Rebel asks for his shirt back and puts it back on, thank God. Um, and then Star of Road Trip and Rat Race, Brecken Meyer, a.k.a. the Sheriff, gets on the mic and says that uh, he's not mentally prepared for this. Um, and then this is when Zandig returns... Uh, with without the jacket, but now he's got elbow pads, wrist tape, and a big bundle of light tubes. <laughs> um, when he says it's time to bring ultra violence to the uh, former ECW arena, and there's a brief uh, bout fucking time chant that I heard. Yeah, because they haven't done any of this. Not really. Like the light tubes last month, and maybe a couple other like very minor spots, but they haven't had a crazy death match really. Like they wrestled in February. In a match that wasn't that good, and had some barbed wire, but it wasn't anything this crazy. Like this is no rope barbed wire, you know. And it's this is this pushes the gimmick as far as it could go. Is that fair to say? Yeah. I mean, I, I have not seen Funk versus Sabu in so long. How good is that? Have you seen that? When's the last time you saw that? I can't remember the last time I saw it. I liked it. We should do it for the show. Yeah. We were going to do 97 Funk. That was the idea, right? We are going to do, like, ECW Funk was an episode? Yeah. Um, we should do that. The um, So, you know, they're dying to see a real death match. Um, and, you know, the tubes get banned almost immediately after this, I guess. Or maybe they're already pushing it. Maybe they were already yeah. told you can't, and they're, like, seeing. They're testing the waters. Um. Zandig gets out of the ring, holds up a sign that says XPW sucks ass. Um, XPW will be coming to the ECW arena and booking the first show there, I think, in December or something. Yeah, something like or that. Or January, maybe. Um, and that's a big deal when they steal away, they steal away Justice Payne. Yeah. Um, which, man, on the internet when I was 14, I was, I, I was like, fuck Justice Payne. He always sucked. Fuck that guy. Um, he's a fucking loser, and I never, I never really forgave him for it, honestly. Um, but he's dead now, so I guess I don't need yeah. to. Um, <laughs> the uh, that's you know, I, we did it. We did a nice episode about him. We didn't do any of his, his XPW matches. Why? Because no. he did like two of them, and they sucked. And then he came yeah. back. And luckily, nobody remembers them. Luckily, they let him back, which is nice. Um, Justice Payne not on this episode, but you know, didn't need to be. He got his own episode. <laughs> Unless uh, we did high stakes or something, that's the only reason. But we already have an Adam Flash and Nick Mondo match. So high stakes is the is the sixty five minute match or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it holds up. It's actually really it's it's really good. But at the same time, I believe it. I believe it. Um. So they they do. Uh, I guess the first. I don't know. If, I don't know if this is the first light tube spot in a ring in the ECW arena ever. It might be though. Um. Lobo has some solid punches to start. Zandig hits his awesome fucking short arm clothesline. And yeah. then he goes for a whip on Lobo. Lobo reverses it. Zandig goes and sort of slides on his knees and goes headfirst in the corner where the big bundle of light tubes was. Smashes through the light tubes. 
um, and his hair sticks in the middle strand of barbed wire that is where the rope normally would be, mm-hmm. and is tangled. Uh, yeah. And not, not ripped out of his head. It's still in his head. He's stuck from two spots. Two big, two big wads of hair stuck. Um, and he's in it. He's just in it. <laughs> and, you know, the, the tubes, it, like Lobo comes and pulls him out, right? Starts stabbing him in the middle of the forehead with the broken tube. Um, and you see, like, young ladies in the crowd with, like, their hands over their mouths and, like, dudes in backwards baseball caps with their eyes, like, wide with childlike wonder. Like, this is peak CZW, because this is, like, when people still, like, this is the first time I've ever seen this. Whoa. Yeah. Um, They're, like, introducing people to it, and they're, like, they can't believe it. And, you know, these guys don't look like athletes. These guys look like your uncle. Like, they look like, one of them looks like Breck and Meyer, but they look like your uncle, right? Yeah. Um, And it's nasty, and it, it makes your fucking jaw drop the first time you see it. It's made my fucking jaw drop the first time I saw it. Um, It's peak. It's peak shit. Um. And then Zandy goes back first into the wire and is stuck in it. And there's just something special about his ugly, fat, fake tan skin that looks especially good leaning into a bunch of little prickles. Yeah. Um, it's like it's stretched so tight as it is, that skin of his. Mm-hmm. You know, he's like a hot dog. We always say that. Oh, right? yeah. He's got the, you know, same as Hogan, right? But he really always looks like he's about to burst. And that's the thing. Like, you think, like, if one of those barbs hits the right spot, it's all just going to leak out of him. You know? Yeah. <laughs> like a fucking water balloon. It's going to go. Um, luckily, it doesn't. Zandig's, Zandig's body is not a water balloon. Um but I don't know. Lobo hits him. He gets a vertical suplex sort of thing, lifts him, drops him gut first onto the wire, and then Lobo does a fucking tope over the barbed wire onto Zandig on the floor. Lobo, Lobo then goes for another one. He flips this time, and Zandig just hits him in the head with a fucking chair. chair. And he's and then he flips out of the concrete. Like, he doesn't... He, it, he just did a front flip out of the ring, landed on the concrete, and just uh, for fun, he got hit in the head with the chair on the way down. <laughs> yeah. And he gets up pretty fast and he's bleeding. Like, he landed... Oh, no, yeah. He lands, blades, gets up immediately. <laughs> Toss that shit under the ring, get up, fucking let's go. Um, I, I don't know. I, I Maybe he bladed midair, like Sean, you know? Man, Lobo's epic. He's so good. And he's really great in the movie Can't Hardly Wait. I think he's in, I think he's in that one. He's great in Clueless. Um... Zandig has a great, crazy crimson mask. Uh, Lobo climbs in, and Zandig uh, breaks a little piece of tube over his head and then whips him into the barbed wire board, and he flips into the board. That's what these guys used to do. They would always do the flip. Flip, yeah. These guys who look like, like it's just like, oh, well, it's, it's going to happen. You know, it's, we got to do it. Um, and he gets, like, stuck in it, though. He gets, like, stuck in the wire upside down, and he's like a Velcro boy. Right, he's a Velcro boy. He's Absolutely. Velcro boyed up in that far wire board. Um, Rocket Rebel this whole time is also uh, doing lucha referee shit with the slow counts. Yeah, <laughs> every time Zandig goes for it, uh, goes for cover. Um, John House says that Rebel is licensed with the Athletic Commission, Eric, um, and he says that they do their due diligence uh, and background checks and whatnot. Which I feel like 
I don't know. They do if, do they do the proper due diligence and background check on Rock and Rebel when they sold him? Did he? How did he do it? No, we shouldn't talk. Yeah, <laughs> how did who he do could it? say? Who could he do? How did he kill his wife? I don't know. Straw purchase. Who uh, could say? Yeah, yeah. Probably, probably should have done a, a better check on his background though before. We, so he could, so he could have done that. Is all I'm saying. Um, he probably had a mental illness. It's called being American. <laughs> being a huge prick that nobody liked. It's called being American. Uh, being a huge prick. He, um, Zandig hits a jumping, stalling falcon arrow into the remnants of a barbed wire board. It's just as cool as it sounds. Uh, another slow two count. He's like whipping Lobo with a strand of wire, which is tearing his shirt apart. And then he throws Lobo into the wire three times on three different sides of the ring. And it's getting worse each time. Oh, yeah. The first one is, like, good. The second one, it sort of gives under his weight, and he's all stuck in it and needs help to get out. And then the third one, he gets whipped into it, and he breaks through a big part of the wire, and but it's it's still hanging. And he's, so he doesn't go ass over tea kettle, but he nearly... Like just hits the floor straight. Oh. He j- but it slowly. He kind of just yeah. descends like a. He's repelling. Like a yo-yo, mouth. like a repel. Yeah, yeah he's re- he repels, but and his foot kind of catches under the edge of the ring, like he might be trying to hang on on purpose, or d- if that just happened on accident, I don't know. But he's hanging in the wire, just a few inches above the ground, upside down, and he looks. I mean, he looks like Brecken Meyer, but he looks like he's having a bad day. Like yeah. he's really, he really looks like he's not having a good time. Um, it's probably the craziest like barbed wire bump I've ever seen. I can't think of one that has that that looks crazier than that. No, no, it's so violent. Hanging upside down like that, and it's just like you can tell from how. The speed it happens, how much resistance it's giving his body and how much he weighs and how much, like, it's all just, the physics of it are incredible. Mm-hmm. It's the best. Um, fucking Lobo. Uh, Zandik throws him over the rail. And this, so this is where Lan- Lobo lands on a chair and it's like the strongest steel chair you've ever seen. It doesn't budge an inch. Nope. <laughs> and then he hits him with some chairs, lays him across some tables. <sighs> I mean, he just can't help himself. Zandig just can't help himself. CC fucking W. He wraps fucking barbed wire around his body, goes up above the the entry doors, and jumps like 12 feet off the fucking roof of this fucking... (laughs) Wrapped in barbed wire, Eric Gargiulo says, Just like a suicide bomber, wrapping his body in weapons. Zandig... Hits a perfect splash. This is perfect. This one's perfect. He doesn't undershoot this at all. He just lands perfect on Lobo. Um, and the wire's stuck in Lobo's shirt again. It's wrapped around Zandig, but it's stuck in Lobo's shirt, so they're connected. Yeah. Um, there's like a six-year-old kid sitting on his dad's shoulders right behind them. It's fucking peak combat zone, you know? They really have to shoo a lot of people out of the way for the spot, which is funny. Well, they don't know how far Zandig can jump. No. Nobody's ever sure. And everybody's seen him. Like, well, yeah, we've seen him jump off of stuff. Yeah, lots of times. Yeah, on like three different continents. I've, yeah, he jumps. He goes up there. He jumps. Yeah, but I don't. I mean, I just want to be sure. Because <laughs> who's to say? Maybe he'll jump all the way over there. Like, mm-hmm. you know, like uh, New Jack is like the has those insane things where like, he looks like he's got a rocket up his ass. Like, how yeah. did he get that much distance? Zandig, you're never. 
he never gets that much distance, but you're still always thrilled because it is like a dog. It's like a fucking dog jumping in the pool. (laughs) 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 Yeah. Oh, how about a cover of the CCW theme, but it's sung by dogs. I think you could get AI to make that. (laughs) Possibly. (laughs) Oh, fuck. Uh, All right. Um, All right. So, um, God damn, where the fuck was I? Um, they they go in the ring. Um, I think Max Mac is out there because somebody lights a cigarette. Yeah, at ringside. I think it's Max Mac. Um, Xander gets a box of light tubes. Signals for the mother effing bomb. He mouths the words and like <laughs> he's pumping his hands to the heavens like he's Jim Helwig, like the former Jim Helwig. Yes. Um, and then uh, Lobo gets out of that reverses, hits the DVD through a bunch of tubes in the ring. Xander gets sliced up really bad from this, I guess. I don't know. It was it was surprising because there's not that many. Maybe they were. Maybe they didn't know which tubes to use yet, and these were not safe ones. I don't fucking know. Maybe, yeah. <laughs> but he gets sliced up real bad in the arm, and you see it in the post match. It's a. It's a, and there's a picture of this that was pretty famous. I feel like at the time of his arm, this gross thing hanging out of his arm. <laughs> wax um, is taping him up wax is taping him up and afterwards you see all the like weird guys in the front row high-fiving wax and like congratulating him and shit <laughs> thanking wax for his service what a community yeah yeah absolutely um Zandik hits the alabama slam bob holly through a barbed wire board um lobo's green day shirt is covered in blood now oh yeah and then uh, Zandig has more pieces of tubes he's breaking them over like he breaks one over the bridge of lobo's nose which you see, like, certain, like, a part of the crowd really pops for it because, like, one side can tell. Oh, he just, like, hit him in the eyes. Yeah. Um, which I think also happened to Brecken Meyer when he played the role of John Arbuckle in Garfield, A Tale of Two Kitties. I'm pretty sure happened in that movie. Have you seen that one? No. But did he drink, did he drink cum in it? He drinks cum in the third one. Okay. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Zandig ties Lobo in the barbed wire. This is where he ties him up in the barbed wire. Kind of also like Andre the Giant. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Um, and then gives him like four or five unprotected chair shots using two different chairs since he broke the first one on his yeah. head. I wouldn't, I wouldn't call him the stiffest chair shots, but he broke the fucking chair. So it wasn't like he wasn't trying. Yeah. And there's also something to like the, the, the crucifix thing, like the Raven dreamer yeah. thing where oh, you, yeah. you literally at your arms, you can't like, you can't. You know, it's like execution. Like, it's just like bad. It's bad. Um, and you, you, sh- it, he was right to not to go 75% on those chair shots, probably. He's also got his arms in fucking barbed wire. He could rip his arms off. Yeah. You've heard Jim, Car- Dan-, Dan Carlin, George Carlin, Dan Carlin. I know who you're talking about. You've heard George Carlin's hardcore history. Um, yeah, they, uh, so he gives him some chair shots. And then he takes out Rebel, I think, with a chair, too. Um, and then out come the Rachis, the Rachis, Eric, Doomsday, Danny Rose, and Adam Flash, and they uh, Adam Flash wearing some hilarious pants. So Adam, Adam, they've got beanies on, or just one of them? I think they both have beanies. I on. I feel like these guys canonically always have beanies on. <laughs> Adam Adam Flash often comes to the ring in a beanie too. I think, um, like a and it's like a like a hate breed beanie or whatever. You yeah, know? um, it's something you got at Gadzooks, um. And uh, they beat the shit out of the boss, um, who I guess isn't the boss right now. They wrap him in barbed wire. I, or he was already wrapped in barbed wire? No, they wrap him in more barbed wire. Yeah. Now, he was wrapped in barbed wire. He unwrapped himself, and then they wrapped him again. He was re-wrapped. He was re-wrapped. 
Spotify, right? Um, they remind you what you did last year. Um, he doesn't go down easily, though, uh, Zandig. They hit him with chairs over and over, and it, it really feels like it's on the verge of one of the coolest Zandig John Wayne moments that could ever... Like it, it, it is ultimately meaningless, and it, yeah. it doesn't build to a dramatic conclusion, really. But it feels like it's like, oh my god, <laughs> this is the end of Red Dead Redemption. Like, fuck. <laughs> um, and then the Hate Club and Wife Beater, whose arm is in a thing, come out and make the save. Wife Beater, yeah. Be- Wife Beater's arm is mummified. Yeah, yeah. It's. It, I mean, I don't know. It looks. It looks safe. It looks safe in there. If he's actually mm-hmm. injured, or it looks like it's a work, I can't tell it. Maybe it's a, maybe it's a big stupid fucking fake thing. Um, he's got the weed whacker though, and he gets in there, and Lobo, Lobo like, is like psyching himself up for the for the spot. I guess I don't know. Lobo, oh, yeah. he's just kind of standing there, just, not reacting to things. He wants like go ahead and do it, wife beater. Come on, like, and then wife beater finally does it, hits him with the fucking, uh, with the with the weed whacker, and. I assume shreds through a lot of that. What's left of that fucking Green Day shirt? Um, on the floor, Lobo. Did you see? He raises his shirt up and shows. Yeah. It's like five identical slices, like running diagonally across his abdomen. It's fucking nasty looking. Oh yeah. Um. Uh, the 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 famous one is the you know uh, Mondo at Tournament of Death. Mm-hmm. Um. Tournament of Death one or is it, yeah, yes one. Uh. Like a oh I guess one month after this right Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is a, that's a nasty, nasty looking thing. Uh, Lobo. He, um, Rebel and the Rachis like pick him up and carry him away. <laughs> Match sends is a no contest. Yeah. Yeah. And you know what? I watched it earlier and I was like, okay, sure. And then I was like, I dropped the kid off at school and I was, I was on my way back and we were going to start podcasting like soonish. And, um, and I was like, what was the finish of that match again? <laughs> And I didn't. It didn't matter. I didn't care. I no. I already forgot, and it rocked. And Zandig's still wrapped in barbed wire. He's got the mic. He yells and he yells some fucking fifteen minute promo. <laughs> and then one other thing. And I'm gonna. And then I'm gonna. Season four. And then you know the the crowd over the moon screaming CZW for their fucking the God King. You can't, they, I mean, I, I can't imagine they understood a word of it either, but they don't care. Yeah. It's just the God dig. The God dig. Yeah. Go dig. Was that God dig and go dig. Mm -hmm. Now it's waiting for Zandig. Waiting for Zandig. (laughs) Yeah. That's great. Yeah. (laughs) Um, so he's the fucking greatest and I guess it, it, you know, it had been too long. I, I really did feel the need to talk about talk about Zandig. I didn't realize yeah. how bad. Um I go through phases though where I like I will watch I watch more random Zandig matches. Uh, you know, especially just any of the any of the um the Japan stuff cuz a lot of it's on like YouTube and stuff. You can Yeah. And it's all so weird and it all blended together with me cuz I watched it. I watched a lot of the Zand- like the CZW tours of Japan. I watched those like the 2-hour tapes or whatever. I downloaded those on Mega Upload, you know, forever ago. I watched them, I absorbed them, and then I never watched them again, and they're all just a mess in my head. So it's like every one of those matches, I've seen them all, but they're all kind of fresh. Yeah. Um, and Zandig in Japan is so funny. Zandig in Philadelphia is funny, and 
you know, he's just the funniest guy. I'm sure Zandigan Ireland was funny. We should, yeah, we should see what Zandigan Ireland's like. Zandigan Italy when he wins the title back from Messiah in 03. Okay, okay. Zandig around the world. We got to do that. There's a Mexico match with him and Wife Beater. There is, yes. All right. We got to put that together. That's got to be an episode. Um, around the world, around the world. Yes, that's that was that was the theme song that he used. Mm-hmm. Um, Zandig, that's uh, that's Daft Punk, right? Yes. Yeah, Zandig being like like putting on the helmet, you know, the robot helmet. Um, Cyborg Zandig. Now that's interesting. That's now that's something. Um, well, that was the that was the that's the show. I guess there's no, you know, it's a no contest. There's no real finish to the yeah. match. I don't really have a, there's no real finish to the podcast. Sounds like CZW. I didn't build to some great crescendo. We just threw each other in the wire over and over. Yeah, felt, well, that's what made sense at the time. Yeah. So that's what we did. Some of your hair's caught in it. Some of my hair's caught in it. That's, that's how it goes. Um, oh, yeah, Lobo's hair got caught in it on that. Oh, yeah, no, too. they both forgot got to mention. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they both got scalped. Um, you can follow us at Touching Blood on X app, Twitter, um, uh, at, at um, Wrestling is Gross dot uh, Blue Sky or whatever on there. Yeah. Uh, Wrestling is Gross, all one word on Instagram. Touching Blood on TikTok. Wrestling is Gross at Gmail dot com. Send us something weird. Send us a question or a comment or a correction or pictures of whatever you want. Just do whatever yeah, you want. Just- vibes yeah whatever you want to send um thank you all for listening absolutely thank you for joining me my friend um of course absolutely i'm i'm happy to do it i don't know what we're doing next i don't know how we're, how how it's gonna go but this is this is fun this is this is always the best this is the sweet spot oh yeah is the fucking if we took it back to 1999 almost you don't want to take it fucking w cz fucking w don't want to take it all the way back just you know Brush up against the feeling of 99. Here's um, to another 25 more. Yes. Another, yes. Where's CCW going to be in 25 years? It's going <laughs> to, Jesus Christ. Where's anything going to be in 25 years? Folks, uh, thanks for listening. Death to America. America. And uh, we'll see you around the bend. It's a fucking leap year. Oh, yeah. That's a weird one. That's why Ash Wednesday was on a Thursday this year. It's a little joke I did, I, I on on the really old Catholic man, that yeah. I that I that he did not like the joke. No, I bet. No. I mean, he didn't. He wasn't offended, but he didn't seem to think it was funny. Yeah, I get you. Did you know that Breckin Meyer played John Arbuckle in the? I feel like I knew this. Yeah. Did you know that he looks exactly like Sheriff Lobo?